It's okay. It's okay. He won't hurt us. He, he would have killed me by now. Okay, I think it's because we're not actually part of the movie. He doesn't really know what to do with us. Good evening and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me, as always, is... Uh, Ralph. Always, yes. Hello, Ralph. How are you doing? Uh, I'm okay. Cool. This is episode number 136. 136. And uh, we're going to do three movies, as always. And those three movies are going to be uh, the latest Marvel entry into Phase 3. I don't know what's going on with that. It's called uh, Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, We're also going to review the new horror film, uh, Candyman, which is a remake or sequel. I don't know. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, as part of our little mini... Not many. It's a national marathon, I guess. Another uh, little thing we're doing. Um, it's the uh, 20th, 20th year anniversary, right? 20th anniversary of uh, Black Hawk Down. Correct. And because of that, we're going we're gonna to review that. Check it out. See how it is 20 years ago. 20 years later, I mean. And uh, you can always find this show and uh, all of our other shows over at our website that I finally fixed. Otherpodcast.com. Um can check that out as well as our previous marathons see what we just went through before the one we're doing now pretty big one we did um but before we get any further on to more movie discussions Ralph, what you've been up to lately boy oh okay i thought there was boy. something else after that lately no and I then just... clearly you thought there should have been something so you added something because there was a moment of no balance. the boy was always there i just had you know had a pregnant pause there so Pregnant pause. Yeah. What have I been up to? Um, well, I mean, I mean, the start of football season is back. Dun 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 dun. And then, did you it, get that uh, thing I sent you on Twitter or in text? Well, yeah, I get it. What I need to look at it. What is it? Oh, you should click on it, and it's literally what I did all day, or what I I worked today for four hours for a little short stint of OT. Okay. But yeah, if you look at it, it's what I would do on a football Sunday. Um, got it. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I see. Anyways, um, besides that, football season. Um, Yay! Formula One back in stock, back in style again. Um, it's already been you know, summer break's been over, but <sighs> feels good to see some races. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I have never seen that really either. Honestly, <laughs> I know very okay. little about this stuff. And then, uh, besides that, really, gaming, I haven't been doing much. I've been trying to stream a little bit more often, so um, I've been on that at night times uh, when I can, but I, or during the day, I try to do at least two hours. Um, hmm. Okay. Gives me something, you know, like a two-hour session. I feel like I've been doing, I used to do a lot of one-hour sessions, very little. Yeah, um, yeah. So like two-hour sessions of me playing either Apex, Call of Duty, mainly those two I stream um, right now. It's the easier ones to stream on, um, but yeah. Besides that, um, really nothing. Been dealing with just the normal stuff. I'm trying to save up for uh, a Vegas trip I have coming up. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, Isn't that like is that in a week or something like that? It's end of the month. Okay. But uh, I have to work this starting this week because my first week of my pay period. Mm-hmm. So I have to work this week and next week, kind of heavy. Um, at least twenty hours of OT minimum, and then I have an extra day on top of that that I'm working for somebody. So. It'll be like if I work 28 hours extra, give or take. Um, wow. 
and that puts me in a good position to make uh, extra money. Uh, besides that, I got a promotion at work. Um, yeah, you mentioned that I think last time. I did. Um, now it's in effect. So as of this recording coming out, um, it's in effect. So now I actually have the position. So I got it, but I have to wait till a certain pay period for me to have to actually have the position. Because um, um, it doesn't work just instantaneously. Um, okay. For so how's it going then with that? Well, it's just the first day was today. Oh, well, how did it go? Uh, oh, the OT, that's right. Uh, it was, um, I mean, it's funny how everyone kind of just backed out to me. They were like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, why are you asking me? And they're like, well, you're the lead now. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, uh, I guess we'll do this. I go, it sounds reasonable. And everyone no, was okay. like, yeah, it does. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> people, fine people are asking you, like, you know, what's well, the next step? Uh, I, was, I was doing OT for a, uh, a team at work that uh, doesn't, it's really self self reliable. Like, they don't really need help with anything unless it's like stuff alarms, like, or they need like something, you know? Yeah. They didn't need me invited to be, yeah, but I was there and technically I was technically most senior person or you know leadership person all so i guess they just asked me what would you prefer to do and i was like i mean i don't really care in the end it doesn't matter to me well they're like well you're the lead now you get to pick and i was like oh awesome so i was like i guess we just do this I'm like well that makes the most sense to me so we're just gonna go that way so yeah hey, that works yeah yeah so uh great first day on the job i guess um besides that um uh, not much i mean um, trying to enjoy, like, I don't know. I've been trying to like enjoy the time, but at the same time, I feel like I do. I feel like I do nothing throughout the day, but I know I do stuff. I just don't know where the time goes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people feel that. I mean, I know I feel it all the time. Yeah, I and... guess I've been feeling it more throughout the week, though. But then, yeah. like, some days are like jam packed where I just do so much. I don't even know how I did it. <laughs> Uh, right. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, um, and, it, and it does happen in waves. I can't explain uh-huh. it either, but I've noticed that it does happen and it's unexplainable when um, something in life will like get you to talking to someone, right, who doesn't know you that well. And then and you find yourself like, oh, like, you know, I'll ask you something general, like or maybe something specific, you know, like, hey, what, what, you know, what are you into? What you, what you like to do? Um, like, oh, yeah, this thing. And then you, you find yourself saying this whole thing uh-huh. longer than you thought it would. I'm like, huh, I actually did a lot in my life right. or in the last five years or yeah. something like that. And like, oh, shit, I did a lot. But it doesn't feel like anything. You're like, this way no. I did nothing. Yeah, it kind of yeah, feels yeah. like every week's been that way, but I yeah, guess but then, it's not true. But then other times you'll be like, I did a lot. And you'll be like, well, what'd you do? And you're like, I guess I just watched a lot on TV. <laughs> right. Like, what? I guess I sat on my ass a lot. Right. I mean, I could have sworn I was standing. But I was working out in my seat. No. Right. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah, I hear you though. Okay, how about you, Oscar? What you been up to? Oh, a couple of things. Um been uh playing with uh I don't I mean I wouldn't call it, there's no real reason or this. I just like I've been trying new um hobbies, right? Okay. And uh this is probably my psychosis in action, honestly. Or anxiety in action. I don't like. Um, I don't like. It's not just that I don't like doing nothing or having nothing to do. It's more the. It's more like I need something that I find in my own brain 
worthwhile to do, right? There's a oh. difference there, right? Because you can always just do something, even if you don't want to do it. Um, and uh, so, yeah. So over over the last week, especially, I've uh, I've taken up. I don't want to say taken up because I've only done them each once or twice. Um, three different types of of projects, right? And I've been and I've done them already. And I, and normally I would just give. I would try to find a reason to do them, like. I told some people, for example, and this is a lie, only because like I just want to come up with an answer. Why not have to explain anything? I said that like, oh, I'm trying, I'm taking, uh, I'm taste testing or testing out these hobbies, see what sticks, and then I'll oh. maybe if any of them stick, or maybe none of them will, or all do. Um, I will do them more often and like not perfect it, but get better at it and play with it, right? And um, but really, they're just things I saw online. Or in my daily routine or whatever, I saw it somewhere, or I thought of it, and I was like, "Huh, that's always that 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 could be interesting." And I looked it up, and then I started doing it. That's exactly what happened, and they culminated into these three different things. One of them is uh, painting glass, glass painting, but not like uh, not with a brush or anything like that. It's with a like a spray thing, like a tagger, but not really. Um, the very specific type of paint um, that's um, clear, or not clear, but uh, what do you call it, see-through, so you can still, like, it doesn't block out light, or it doesn't block the glass, you can still see through it. I, I, I don't know, it's called sea glass something. And um, I bought a bunch of different ones, uh-huh. and I tried them all out. I went to the dollar store, got a bunch of different things, different shapes and sizes of glass stuff cleaned it and uh, spray painted the shit out of them, right? Or different things, like I practice with coats. Like this one, I'll just do one coat and see how it looks. This one, I'm really, I'm really going to get in there, you know? Like, yeah. how, how much do I need? Is it just, you know, they give all these instructions like, oh, you know, wait X amount of minutes between this coat and that coat. I'm like, is that true? Let me try it out. Um, you know, just fucking with it, right? And uh, there are different levels of success in the, in the, in the glasses, in the glass stuff, of course. So that's one. Another one is that I did my own soap. I did some soap stuff. I think I gave you one. Um, you did, because yeah. what am I going to do with all that soap? I need to give it away. So I mean, I was. I mean, that or just never buy soap for the foreseeable future. I can't just stack. So what am I? Some sort of weird hoarder? No. Um, no. But uh, but I did get some molds and all this stuff. And there's some cool fancy molds too. But I told myself, of course, don't get that. Just get everything, whatever. Just the bare minimum to do something and then see if I want to do more and then I can get whatever I want. Um, so I made soap surprisingly easy. It is so easy to make soap these days uh, when you consider that you do not need to play or fuck around with lye, L-Y-E, the chemical that fucks you up if you touch it or smell it too much. So like yeah. the things that uh, serial killers used to like hide the scent of their dead bodies. Um, <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, you know, I really, I didn't want to fuck with that, right? And I don't want to be Fight Club here. So, but there's other ways to do it. This is the future, right? You can do so many different things now. So, I use goat's milk, uh, soap, um, foundation, whatever you call it. And it was great. It was fun. I'm surprised more people don't do it. Maybe a lot of people are doing it. And it's just, I don't know, whatever. Um, that was fun. Might actually do that again. I practiced, I did it with coffee and I played with two different scents, uh, oil essences. And, uh, that was fun. Um, Another one is that I've been, uh, uh, this is more food related, I guess. Uh, I uh-huh. baked, uh, I baked my first, uh, batch of scones, never done scones before. Uh-huh. And, they're, uh, they're good. 
Yes, they were. Actually, uh, I did fuck up a step, but I'm sure that step would have just, uh, it wasn't crucial because obviously, I, I agree, they were good. Um, huh. And uh, they're, they're awesome, really, the first two days at best, maybe just one day. They're really good for one day, then again, a little too I just hard. Can't, I, I just couldn't eat more than one, though. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I can't eat that much. I, I don't eat them. I just give them all away. Really, I eat one <laughs> and I give wrong. the rest away. What is that? What's wrong with it? Anybody who produces things like that always has to give them things away. Have you ever noticed that? Everyone Anybody that... who like bakes uh-huh. or does like trinkets. My wife does this a lot. She like makes jewelry. Uh-huh. Right, yeah, I just give does. it away. She's really, like, good. She's really good. Why? And I go like, why don't you make stuff? Yeah, I don't know. Just give it away. Yeah, that's how I feel. And you don't know what you don't know why you don't know why we do that. Yeah. Okay, so I my my answer to you, I don't know if this is her answer, but my answer is that it is insanely bad for me if I was to eat this entire batch of cookies, scones, whatever the fuck I'm making. So that's a okay, all right. Like, that makes obviously. more sense. Yeah, that's my reasoning. I can't eat all this, and uh, I and obviously I don't know if anything's good if, if other people don't try it. In that case. How how do I know if I'm doing it well? I mean, my tolerance for sugar or other things not even not even saying baking only here or even soap like you know the I never I never I've never tested soap. I ne- for me, just soap is just something you do. You just you do it. I don't ever critically think about the quality of the soap or like oh it could be better. The consistency could be better. It looks a little rough on this side. A little for, you know why would I use it for you know I never think of that. But now I am. So like I want others to see what they say. I'm not gonna give them. I'm not going to give you a page of like, hey, tell me, you know, like Amazon, after you buy something, tell us, rate your transaction. I'm not, yeah. not going to do that to you, but, uh, uh, but I definitely want to yeah, know if it's you. horrible. I want to make it better for sure. But like, if you say it was good, that I don't need any further than that. You like the scones? Cool. You know, um, I, you know, but still, like, I, how do I know it's actually good unless other people tell me? So um, that's, that's another reason why I give it away. I just can't eat all that. And I, in general, sweet stuff. I mean, I have a few cookies left still, and that was from, I don't know, one. <laughs> so, like, I'd probably give it away to me. If you come over, I'll probably give them to you, honestly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I guess I don't care. I care more about the making it and making it right than it is about eating it or consuming it. Yeah, that must be it. Um, and there are other stuff, too. There's... um. There's further versions of those things that I'm going to try out, like cutting glass and, uh, you know, or, or painting uh, the glass into certain shapes uh, to create, you know, certain um, effects with different colors on, on the same glass bottle or whatever I'm doing. The glass thing came in, idea, uh, was an idea from months ago because uh, I'm a bit of an alcoholic. So, like, I have a, a bunch of alcoholic bottles that are just sitting there and I don't want to throw them out because... Not only are they cool, but they look useful. So I'm like, might as well do something with them. And this is what I came up with. So anyway, um, there's more to it. but uh, And this is already pretty long. But uh, I'll move on now. But like, uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to. And other stuff too. Uh, what's that? The uh, Last of Us Part 2. But I'll talk about that next time. Um, all right. Now, we're going to get into some recent discoveries finally. And then uh, we're going to start with Roth. As usual, you do have something. You have two things, actually. Well. Right? So what do you got? Um. Yeah, I do have two things. I have um, I have uh, two Fear Streets, part two and three. I was supposed to talk about them last time, but I didn't. Oh, okay. So you just forgot. I was going to say, like, wow, you waited a long time between the one and two and three. No, I did forget uh, from the last time, yeah. So it was supposed to be two weeks ago. I had seen them already because I was like, well, what the fuck? I want to watch this now. You know, shit like that. And, oh, so, you, um, so you didn't forget to talk about it. You forgot to watch it? No, no, no. I forgot to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay. I got it. No, no, no. I'm no. Right. Um. And, uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there was that. I watched. Well, I watched. So Fear Street Two, uh, Part Two is the 1978 slasher, technically camp uh, movie. Um, what's it called? Uh, that does it. I like that one. I thought it was, that was a really cool um, uh, homage to that style of movies. Yeah, the 78 um, one seems to be everyone's favorite. Well, I just yeah, I guess so. Um, In general, I mean, it, I guess it's because I grew up with that era of movies, right? And it makes just the most sense why I would probably. I, I remember you didn't. You grew up with the '90s stuff. The '90s was the first horror movies you saw because you were. No, you're them. right. No, you're yeah. right. But what I'm yeah. saying is like that style. So, so the '90s is doing '80s movies. You know what I'm saying? Is doing stuff from the '70s. Uh, no, late 70s I would 80s. say the '90s ones doing slasher '90s movies. But yeah, I guess I see your point because the, not, slasher comes from the era of the '80s more. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, so, so I see that, your point. I guess. You and see it, my point yeah, of course. Yeah, I guess they all. T- yes, they all influence each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyway, it's a progression. <laughs> right, see? Yeah. Proud right. of you, buddy. Um, so, anyways, we're going to rudely interrupt. You mean, um, you mean me? Uh, yeah, so that one was a, that was a nice one. And uh, I, so I like that one for sure. And uh, I thought it was a cool, like, uh, setup for essentially, like, what is happening more. Uh, and then set up for part, obviously, part three, which part three is uh, 1666. Um, What's it called? Which I saw that one as well, and uh, that was—I uh, don't know how I put that one. That one was—it was a cool wrap up for sure, and how everything worked together. And yeah. I like the fact that they how they did with—they uh, kept the same actors, but obviously the different when you know. You see the- yes, I'm really glad they did it that way too. Uh, I'm, um, I'm also glad because I mean, it just made sense. Why would you? Get well, it just might needlessly confuse. It's not like a super ultra serious thing. So, like one of my just confused things. If they didn't, they they kind of did the um, kind of the American Horror Story approach, you know, uh-huh. on that same actors for different types of stories and different times of America, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't know about that from American Horror Story. Somebody told me it's always the same actors. Well, not always, but roughly. The, like, there's like, like, yeah, roughly. like Evan no, no, Peters no. is in every season, for example. Right, exactly. So that's what <laughs> someone had told me that, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And they're like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that." And I was like, "And that old lady, I forgot her name, Jessica Lang." And I was like. Oh, I didn't know that. And they're like, yeah, that's how that's how the show works. Like, and I was like, oh shit. Anyways, uh, Fear Street, uh, Fear Street, the part three one <laughs> was uh, what's it called? Uh-huh. Uh, I like I like the wrap up overall. I it did remind me of uh, what's that movie that we just saw? Um, what's uh, with the girl that we didn't like? The girl who was accused as a witch. Um, the girl that was accused as a witch. We, had to um, review it. we reviewed it like two, maybe three episodes ago. Oh, I can look at her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can look at the thing. You can look at it? Cool. Uh, uh, it wasn't Green Knight, was it? No, it wasn't. No, no, no. no. The Reckoning? Four. Oh, that was a while ago. Yeah, it's four. So I'm sorry. Yeah. The okay. Reckoning. The yeah, Reckoning. The Reckoning. I do remember that. Uh, yeah, you're right. It was, yeah, it was like number 130. So five episodes ago. Five episodes. So uh, in The Reckoning, remember the girl getting a cruise from yes. Oh, Hero Witch? Very similar situation, and it reminded me of it. And I. I don't know if that's a trend of like them being like us seeing it like that, you know. Like I don't know if it's, it's or if it's like a trope. I guess a trope more than that trend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, um, sure. Uh, but I did like finding out who the actual or what the actual like evil uh, was. evil was. Oh yeah, man, that origin. was so cool. Yeah, that was uh, very satisfying. Very satisfying. I thought that it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like M. Night kind of twisty. It tried to, it didn't try to overdo it necessarily. All it did was just like, it was, it was 
perfectly built enough with the other two movies to like make it satisfying. Right. It was so cool actually. Like, what was what was yeah. really cool about the thing was that it had enough soup it had enough supernatural where you didn't need to question things. Mm-hmm. Um, where you you probably wanted to, but you didn't need to. And then uh and then it had enough of like down to earthness um mm-hmm. with the characters that you were like, okay, like relatable enough to the point where obviously I mean once you get to sixty six six zero people are relatable. But um, no internet. I guess. Uh, there's no internet. So anybody that doesn't have internet. Anyways, um, so yeah, that's uh, but I think uh, the the very ending and the culmination of all three movies, it worked out overall really well. Um, but I I, I almost want to say part three might be the weakest movie. But no, it it is it is. But like it's like also saying it's like saying that a part three is the weakest Lord of the Rings movie. I mean, it's all part of a whole. Yeah, that's, saying, that, that's not that's, much of a difference. And that's really. the problem, right? Exactly. I'm not trying to like, as right. a whole, like the series, the, the whole, the whole trilogy works well. Yes. So, right. I mean, watching them individually, yeah, I would say part three for sure is the weakest. But, um, yeah. So besides that, um, I was a good, good movies to watch. Um, yeah. Definitely recommend it. October's coming up for people who like to do horror movies. So, uh, mm-hmm. if you want to yeah. watch easy, very digestible movies. Yeah, also sure. very yeah, exactly. They're easy to watch, and they're it's a new. I mean, I, I mean, it's adapt. It's based on books and stuff, but like new trilogy of horror, you know, going yeah. on. And it's surprisingly good. So check it out. Totally, I recommended it months ago. Rock is recommending it today, and that's all you got, right? If I'm remembering right. Yeah, yeah that's all I remember. on the list. Okay, correct. Um, now mine's going to go a little fast until the end, until the last one. Um, and uh, so I'm going to start with a movie that I actually had seen in 1993. Or around there, I just barely. I didn't. Wow. I didn't. I didn't remember. Or around there. Okay. I just remember very little. I might have seen it on our black box cable thing, which is if uh, don't tell people the government. Might have- dude, I. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the <laughs> black box and a brick or or very your fire stick. The, 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 fire, the fire stick of nineteen ninety three. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, but uh-huh. illegal. Very illegal. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Kids, ask your parents. Um, uh-huh. I saw this movie called Ghost in the Machine. Um, I guess I should say rewatch. I just barely remembered it, so I'm going to count it here. And uh, I saw it because I recently kind of like did a, a comparison based on my very limited remembrance of it and uh-huh. uh, the other show I do. And I was like, oh, man, you know what? I'm going to look it up to see where it's available. And it's on HBO. I'm like, okay, oh, man. I'm going to watch it. The fucking poster art for this movie. Dude, I know. And it's fucking get it. And it's a it's a trip for sure. It's a move. It's a classic '90s movie of the week, meaning it only belongs in the '90s as yeah. a movie of the week. It's supposed to be forgetful, but the nostalgia of remembering the movie existed kind of you know made me want to jump in and watch it. And obviously, uh-huh. it is not a good movie. It has so many errors, um, so many classic tropes of, of nonsense and bullshittery. I think. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm going to forget it soon, but I saw it anyway, regardless. And um, I like uh, the one thing that it does have, and and this is part of a, of a movement of horror movies of, of any era, really, but like especially from the 80s till now, is that um, not all movies have this, but a lot of horror movies um, do this thing where uh, they talk about or they focus on an element of um, of something modern. It could be something um, modern in society, uh, like an action or a type of thing, 
or usually it's technology. In this case, it is technology. A ghost in the machine is about computers, about the serial killer that gets zapped with electricity, right? Supernatural electricity, maybe gets zapped um, and killed, and but sent his soul gets into uh, computers, and he can travel through phone lines and other computers. Ninety-three guys, nineteen ninety-three, and um, and then you know kill people Fact through issues. through the fucking. You know, wall sockets in a, per, in a person's homes and shit. Yes, yes, fax machines are in this. Um, you know, and obviously he's terrorizing this uh, this mother and her kid, essentially. But the uh, fucker does get a lot high kill kill count, though higher than I ex- anticipated. And um, and obviously the 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 horror of it, you know, is using like this is where like it's a new technology, right? Computers and all this stuff, right? They even talk about it in the movie. How the mother's like, I don't know how to use that. I use a, I don't need a digital um, address book and shit. I, right? I use a zippity bop loop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, so I like this, this natural fear of the new is what fuels this horror movie. It's what probably got it green lit to be yeah. made. It's like watching the net. And there's a lot of those. Like One Miscalled, you think of Unfriended, you think of, uh, there's a lot of those types of movies. And there's obviously a, a, a huge spectrum of like a huge, of the good net. and bad ones of those. Um, but I just love that that this is one of them, and uh, so if you want to watch it for that kind of thing, it's kind of fun for that as a nostalgic thing. Like, oh, look what we could have been afraid of. I don't uh, kind of like a Y two K movie. Also, a Y two K horror movie would be a similar similar vein. Did you say a Y two K horror? Film? Yeah, there were Y two K horror. <laughs> no, movies. I know there were. There's like a twenty. I... How about twenty twelve? Right, the, the whole thing about the Mayan calendar. Oh, yeah, the that's right. There's so many of these. There's so many types of these. So, um. Yep, I watched it. There you go. Next up is I saw A Quiet Place 2. Um, I thought it was fine. I don't... Uh, I'm already forgetting it, actually. I kind of forgot how it ended. Right. Head thing. Island? There's an island. Yes. Anyway, um, it was fine. Uh, don't be wrong. I, I liked... Uh, honestly, I liked the flashback to the day of... The day of the landing of the aliens. Whatever they are. Yeah, that um, was cool. That was cool. That was cool. Um, none, none of it goes downhill. It's just like, it, I don't think it really has anything more to add than the first one did. And I didn't think the first one is that amazing either, as people say it is. Except for the one obvious thing, of course. The one obvious thing being that the first one is, and I told this to someone recently who also hates, but she, she hates the movie. And I'm like, I don't hate it. I just don't think it's that great. Um, and I was like, the one good thing that it has going for it is that it, it, in the in the in the concept of its horror, meaning that uh, sound has to be taken into super high consideration if you want to stay alive, right? You can't make a sound. Um, and that's the whole, that's the cool thing about the first movie, right? especially the first movie, because they have kids and then it's just pregnant, right? Babies fucking cry. You know, how are you going to get away with this, right? Um, and uh, But the great thing about that is that in this concept, it's built into where the movie has to rely on actually showing everything. The subtleties, showing a conversation happening without actually using words or sound. And I was like, that's a really good way to like use the medium of movie making to tell a story through action, right? Yeah. And that's cool. That's definitely cool. And it probably is challenging in a fun way for art, you know, artists like directors and stuff to, to pull it off. So, yeah, that was the best thing it has going for it. But I, I, honestly, even though it does a good job, Again, I don't think it did a great fucking whatever. But for Quiet Place 2, it's uh, similar stuff, but also not. And it's just a diluted version of Part 1, in my opinion. Now, next up here is a movie from Netflix, uh, one of their originals called Stowaway. 
uh, which um, I mean, I saw it like a while ago, but um, it is it stars Anna Kendrick and uh, the girl from Hereditary and uh, the dude from Lost. And uh, yeah, anyway, um, it's a space movie, but not a space horror or even a space like science fiction. I mean, science fiction, right? Because they're going to Mars, I think. Um, but it becomes like a survival story when they find out that they have running out of air supply. Very interesting. And there's like a weird uh, problem, right? And there's somewhere in the ship, of course. You know, all this shit happens every time. And uh, it's not a horror movie ever, but it's like a good drama with some tension in it. And there's some action scenes, I guess, but not really action. And it's a, uh, and they discover that someone, you know, there's a stowaway, there's an extra human that they have, ca- they have to account for now. That um, by pure accident, this is great. This is the pure accident part, right? Pure accident, he got knocked out like while he was working the service, like on the day of the launch or the day before or something, and literally got knocked out cold and was stuck in there, and it wasn't discovered until after they, were, you know, once in space, you know. So something unbelievable yeah. happens, and then now they have to account for this man. And, uh, and that's the, that's, you know, that's part of the, the moral of the movie, you know, deciding should we kill him? What do we do? You know, to save the rest of us, because again, oxygen resources is very particular. They're all calculated to, to uh, all degrees. And, uh, and that's what the movie's about. And I, I would say it's a, it's a good, it's good enough. It's not like great or anything. I, I found it to be, um, just like barely hanging me in there. Like it took me two sit downs to watch it and it's not that long of a movie. And I'm not oh. saying that that's a merit of everything, but like, you know, I guess I just wish I, I was more, I wish the movie was maybe more intrigued in its premise or like, I don't know, did something new or different. Cause I've seen this before. You've seen this a lot in other types of movies, like uh, be it uh, a ship in the pirate era times or like there's a lot of these, you know, stuck in places thing or whatever. Um, and it didn't have anything new to say that those movies didn't already say. So, but it's a it's a fun movie. It looks like the money's on the table. It's space to me. It's a cool ship, I guess. Anyway, that's it. Now, the movie I really want to talk about here, and I'm only going to mention it very briefly because I may choose it to review because it's technically a new movie. It's called Pig. Have you seen? Have you heard of Pig? I think I have. Okay, Pig is. Uh, I don't remember the. I don't have any information. Any of these? I'm just gonna. I'm just going in everything right now. But it, it, it's the latest Nicolas Cage movie. I have heard of this movie. Yeah, uh, okay. Truffle Hunter, right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, don't worry. I have all the information in front of me. You have what? Do you have I, all the information on Pig? I mean, I could. Yeah. Oh no, no. I'm not saying. Yeah, I mean, I could too. I just, I'm just choosing not to. I'm talking about um, like actors and shit. But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know it has a uh, Alan, not Alan Arkin. Um, yeah, the Arkin. The other Arkin. Anyway. Okay. Um, anyway, it has uh, Nicolas Cage in it as uh, this, I guess you could say, truffle hunter guy. And um, it is a, re- I don't know, I can't decide if it's a remarkable movie uh-huh. or a movie that's up in his own ass. But like, I, I'm not even saying I'm in between those. I just like, I think it shifts based on my mood because this movie is, is super fascinating and I think is um, it's great, might be great treasure trove for like a good conversation to have wow. because of all the stuff it brings up. And it's kind of like a John Wick, but not like um, and not in any way as action driven. It's just a John Wick in the sense that of it's the way the world works, the way that I mean, the way Nicolas Cage and Ken Reeves and, and as those characters like I mean, he's looking for his pick. 
Now, obviously, Keanu Reeves lo- loses his dog already, and he goes on a revenge kick. Nicholas. But it's very similar. Like, meets weird people, and it's a journey, mm-hmm. like a 24-hour journey of, you know, finding his pig. And yep. it sounds ridiculous, but it really isn't. And I know it's made by the first-time director, too, but it's a pretty good one. I think it's artistic in a good way. And uh, it really goes to strange places. It makes you kind of question things, I think. At least it did me, and I think it could be fun. So I may choose it. I haven't decided yet, but I may choose it for the next review, even though it's been out already. You can rent, you can rent it anywhere, I think. Um, so, yeah, Pig. Uh, it, it sounds like fun, and I do recommend it. In case I don't decide not to put it, I just want to make sure that we put it in recent discovery so everyone knows that. I did really enjoy it, or at least at least I find it super fascinating. And either way, I recommend it, even if I think it's up its own ass, which, again, not 100%. Um, and that's what our recent discoveries are. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to review our first film, which is uh, what, Roth? The first film is going to be Cha Chang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we mispronounced it, because I know in the movie he says it. Shang. Shang. Is it Shang? Yeah. I think so. Anyway, stay with us, yeah. Throughout my life, the Ten Rings gave our family power. If you want them to be yours one day, you have to show me you are strong enough to carry them. You are a product of all who came before you. The legacy of your family. You are your mother. And whether you like it or not, you are also your father. I told my men... They wouldn't be able to kill you if they tried. Chang Chi, the master of unarmed weaponry based kung fu, is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization. This is Marvel's latest adventure in, I think, Phase 4, 26, whatever phase we're in. I can't tell you to save my life. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, this is um, this is a movie directed by Destin Daniel Cretton or Cretton. Um, this is starring uh, Simu Liu, uh, Aquafina, who is not spelled like the water. Uh, Tony Shu Wai Leung, uh, Ben Kinsley, yeah, Ben Kinsley, love the guy. Uh, uh, Mengir Zhang, uh, Fala Shen, uh, Michelle Yeoh, uh, Wao Yan. Uh, and then uh, I'll, I'll read up to Florian uh, Montano. So yeah. Uh, so that's a lot of people's names that I probably fucked up. But besides that, uh, I'll start with this one. Um, I'll talk about this. I uh, I really dug this movie for an origin story because I mean obviously it's Marvel new character origin story time. Um, I I dug it a lot. I thought I thought we had like three origin stories in this movie, because uh, it's, it's, uh, Shang-Chi's, um, origin story, Henry's <laughs> origin story, <laughs> and then it's, like, each the of origin- the rings, right? Each of the, each of the rings, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, and then it's, uh, and then it's the origin story of, like, or not for us, because it's not really origin, but, like, for us learning about these people, um, what's called the fact that there's, like, another dimension protecting stuff, um, and that's really spoiling too much, um, so yeah, this is a really interesting movie, setting up a lot of stuff going on in my in my opinion. 
for the future of Marvel movies. Um, it doesn't feel like it does, but at the same time, it really much does so, especially the second half of the movie. Um, the action's really good. Um, everything works out really well. Choreography, uh, fight scenes are super fun to watch. Um, you're in the Marvel Universe, you can tell, but at the same time, it feels like you're not very much so. Uh, yeah, kinda, I was I was gonna say that this this is the least Marvel looking movie Marvel has done, Give which is kind of cool if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, it I just, know. I it just feels it. like there's like another world inside of the same world. You know like, what I'm saying? I, I mean, and I mean movie because I would say that you know, I mean Loki and WandaVision are pretty unique, also way, way more. No, way I, different. I would one hundred percent. But they're not movies, course, so. but they're not movies exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would one hundred percent agree with you. It just doesn't feel. Um, I guess that's as the rest of those comic trope stuff going on. Um, so anyways, but uh, so that's really cool. Um, and uh, about the movie. And then uh, the second half is definitely like its own, like, oh, it's like, it's, it's, I feel like we're in its own universe. I feel, almost feel like I watched two movies, to be really honest with you. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, it's just like it's split up really, pretty decently and how everything works. Um, and I thought most of the humor is pretty good. Um, you know, they they do a good job. I think, so far, I think you can't beat Ant-Man humor, um, in, uh, any Marvel movies, where it's just working Yeah, well, well, they took the, uh, what, the original concept bones of what Redigo Wright had done, and they... Correct, yeah. Right. Um, um I guess pretty funny. Right, exactly. So, uh, but besides, I mean, that's to say that, not to compare, but, I mean, I can compare, because they're all Marvel movies, so fuck it. Uh... But yeah, I thought this movie was uh, worked out really. I worked out really well. Um, it was super fun to watch. Um, I've been recommending it to just about anybody who asked me if I've seen the movie. Yeah, I, I was surprised that it had like ninety plus percent or something like yeah. that, some high percentage on Rotten Tomatoes and things like that. Um, right, critically and, and, and audience. I mean, and then the cast is like I don't know ninety fucking percent Asian, which makes make sense. I mean, because it's fits yeah. That. I, I don't think the, uh, the the director is unless that name is. Goes with an Asian person. I just don't think it doesn't sound like it. I'm not saying it has to sound like super Chinese, but um, usually the last name is the giveaway on that. He um, is. Uh, he was born in Hawaii. Oh, okay. So Pacific Islander. Yeah. That, does that count? Yeah, that, that would be considered. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll go with that. Cool. That works. Um, yeah, I'm glad that they didn't move on this, and they instead Moana, Moana did. Right. He did that Just Mercy movie. Uh, I didn't see that one. It looked mildly I, interesting, but I didn't see it either. But yeah, I'm like, and oh, Michael B. Castle. Jordan, that's cool, and uh, Jamie Foxx. Okay, yeah. I'm like, ah, Castle Rome, well. I don't know. Oh, he did Short Term Twelve. He directed Short Term Twelve. Correct. Yes. Oh wow, it's a really good movie. Uh, I really like that movie. Did he do Room also? Or was he that a different person? No, it was a different. No, person. different. I think I'm comparing. Uh, that's Alice and Brie in both movies. That's the connection. I was thinking. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, is it my, my turn for the thing? It, it is. So yeah. Oh. Besides that, um, yeah. I, like I said, I had total fun with the movie. Uh, we'll talk more, obviously, it's spoilers and stuff like that, or whatever. We're going to talk more in a little mm-hmm. bit. But Oscar, uh, what did you think? So I was worried going into this movie for not worried, like worried, worried. I mean, this is again, no more movie has ever broken a top ten for me or anything like that. Um, not that it has to either. Doesn't have to, and they yeah. are episodic as fuck. Um, I, you know, the, I can see why it's hard for people to even look at them as movies. They're not. They're like they're episodic. They're episodes. But um, I was worried in the sense that I, I was worried to see if how it would work or if it will it will work because um, coming out of the success rate of the you know the whole leading up to Thanos and the End Game, 
uh, worked out, obviously, but it's hard to then do not an encore necessarily, but what's next and right. will that work? You know, it's always a little bit of a worry, but uh, more than that, more specifically to uh, Shang-Chi um, is that we're in a year where like a lot of, I don't want to say just blockbusters, but yeah, blockbusters or major, majorly known movies um, have been a uh, martial arts centric that we've had already. Um, and I'm talking about the GI Joe movie, which uh, is actually in theaters. Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes, yes. In theaters at the same time as this one came out like a month or so before, not even that much. And then before that, we got Mortal Kombat, which is a rated, it's like the Deadpool version, rated R version with gore as well as martial arts, you know, and that was, uh, for better or worse, it was popular. A lot of people did see it. Uh, we reviewed it on here. Um, and I was like, what can this movie have that those movies don't? Besides money. You know, meaning like, you know, having all the effects for whatever they want to do. Um, I was I was just worried about like competing to that kind of thing. I'm like, oh my God, are we going to be martial, martial arts like out? Like, you know, out? like we, you know, we've seen so much this year already. Do we care? Do we want to see this? Anyway, uh, but uh, I'm like you, Ralph. I, I like the movie. I actually liked it more as... Um, as the weeks set, not weeks. It's only been like two, but it's, since that I mean, time, yeah, you could say weeks though. Yeah, I guess so. Weeks. Um, since I've seen it, I've liked it more as I talk to people about it, or I've heard uh, heard others talk to uh, talk to me about it, or have asked me like, "Oh, hey, what'd you think of Shang Chi?" And I'm like, I find myself like saying more positive things than I did the first day, and not because it was like bad or anything. I just thought the movie was like kind of like fine, um, kind of cool. It was cool. It was good. I wouldn't say like it's bad or anything. But it definitely didn't come out the way you did. Um, like pretty, like all this excitement out of it and all this stuff. I'm like, um, but like I said, time is making this movie better in my mind. Um, but yeah, I was a fan. I'm definitely I just a fan. It, it was I, a lot I of just, fun. I just feel like it's it's doing a doing a setup for like it's almost like uh, realizing that Thanos is in like the villain mm. in what's it called in like the phase ones and the phase twos and shit, right? Uh, yeah, and it's almost like realizing that. And you're like, oh shit, like we're gonna get Thanos. It's very much like you could tell like after this movie, you're like, okay, we're we're gonna start seeing some shit. Like <laughs> like we're we're this is like the roller coaster is about to like hit tippity top and we're about to get all that fucking information. Everything. Like but, yeah. Mm. It's doing a good climate. Uh well I, I actually didn't think of that much part of it. Um that kind of aspect of like what's gonna come next. Um, I think that's fine. That's normal. I didn't get any more excitement than I would have. What I, but I find myself enjoying the movie as a whole, enjoy, enjoying it overall. Um, I like the origin story aspect. I do like the it is origin story of like a couple of things, you know, like three different things. One is uh, the the main character, of course. I would say his sister, um, and then I would add uh, not the ten rings necessarily, but what the ten rings kind of like add to the world of the Marvel universe. And, uh, and like you kind of, you kind of said that already before too. I do like how that's an origin story to that, to like an element of like, it, it feels like a Dr. Strange thing. Like we're entering more like different angles of the Dr. Strange world Uh of the mysticism and realms yeah, not just time fuckery, but realms and different magic of you know magic adding into it instead of like experiment gone wrong. There you go. He has this thing, you know. Right. Um, so that's that's very interesting. I really like how that is going to go places. Um, yeah, all that was really cool, really nice setup. And obviously, I'm a big fan of a show 
that's on Netflix called Kim's Convenience. Have you seen it? I have not. You'd have. This is your second, if not third time, mentioning it on the podcast. Uh, I don't remember what the other times were. F- what were? For. I think you just brought it up. Uh, I was watching Kim's Convenience. Yes, I like the show. I binged then, it. Yeah, yeah, I binged it. And I think the first time you were like, I started watching Kim's Convenience, and I've seen it all. So like, now that you're the third time, anyways. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I mentioned it now because the main one of the main actors in in that show is uh, this dude Shang Chi. I forgot his, I forgot his name and the character in the movie. Um, no, I, I mean the real actor's name. I meant to say <laughs> Shang Chi. Oh, Simulu is his name. Yes, um, and uh, he, like I said, so I recognize him right away, and he's playing a different type of character, obviously. And Kim's convenience, he's just <laughs> regular dude that works at a fucking um, car rental place and shit, right? Um, but yeah, he is really good, and I wanted to see how he do. Obviously, we all know Aquafina, we all know Michelle Yeoh, at least I do. Um, and, uh, yeah, I find myself like, just totally loving how he's, uh, he's blowing up the way he is. And he did a really good job with, you know, with him and his double, I assume. I don't know if he did the stunts himself, but it looked really well. It's, it's, it's martial arts. Let's talk about the martial arts. Um, I was saying that I was worried about it in a, in a, in a year with a lot of martial arts and movies. Um, it is really fun. It is a lot of fun, and they do play with it. You know, the the first major martial arts uh, scene that happens in San Francisco in a bus. It, it feels uh, like great very scene. nearly, very nearly like a Jackie Chan. Yeah, but it, but it very. You, I would one hundred percent agree. Very nearly like a Jackie Chan, but like obviously modern with like modern uh, directing techniques, mm-hmm. right? Um, with, uh, what's it called? Basically, you get to see like cool slow motion slash. Uh, you know, rotating scenes, right? And stuff like that. Yeah, I would, uh, yeah, I would say it's definitely more style. Right, it isn't like stunt-based. I mean, it no, is stunts, but like it isn't based on like uh, the progress of what he can do on yeah. a single shot take. What, you know? What's so, what's really cool about that is that um, I think that scene is, is like the level of a... You don't even begin to grasp like how knowledgeable he is. Right, that. you know, that was... A, I didn't know that he could fight until he was fighting. I mean... Yeah, he looks like a pushover. <laughs> he's place. So right. He, I mean, he looks like a, yeah. He, he looks, looks like, like a guy, guy who, who just wants to lose, drop out or something. Get like, high and yeah, just, exactly. yeah. Um, I didn't expect that. And then uh, you know, in the movie, that and this is where it's great. And we'll get into spoilers, of course. And you already kind of said this, but from that bus scene, it really doesn't stop uh, us like figuring out different aspects of this dude and like how much deeper it all gets and and from the from the first not frame necessarily because it starts with a history thing and something more magical but like from the first uh from that whole san francisco part to the end of the movie it could not be i mean they could have that could be <laughs> could be dreamland that's how different it is it's just so different yeah that's true it's so different um and the progression of that is it feels kind of seamless when it gets there. Like, it doesn't feel like a, the biggest leap. It's just, when you compare them like that, it does yeah. feel like, how did we get here from here? Yeah. And, uh, but we Aqu- did. Aquafina does a great job. Uh, as the, you know, what's, what's her name in the movie? Katie. Sean Katie. and Katie, the whitest fucking names ever. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. Katie, uh, she, uh, she does a great job in the movie of, like, playing uh, all the, basically the viewers. Um, us. Yeah. Like, like yeah. what? Like, huh? Like, who are you? Like, what the fuck? And she's a just... more involved. You know, when you compared it to Ant Man before, she's a more involved version of um, 
you know the funniest guy in Ant-Man. What's his name? This friend. Scott, oh, his I friend um, about, from yeah. jail and shit. I forgot his name. Correct. Sorry. Um, uh, she's more involved, of course. Like he's involved in the plot, sure, but like she's in it with him, like a lot throughout mo- all the movie, most of the movie. Uh, unlike and unlike unlike Ant-Man. Um, right. But yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and uh, definitely want to get to some spoilers. But uh, before we do, anything you um, want to talk about in regards to like what you maybe saw coming easily enough? Or I don't know, like, um, are you interested in reading anything about whatever comic book's based on? Uh, I almost want to read, like, if they have more stuff for backstory with the dad, that would be kind of interesting stuff to read because he's supposed to be playing. Um, and that's we'll get into spoilers of who he is or what he is in the Marvel Universe. Um, called, uh, or who he is, should I say, that I'm, I'd be interested to read into that aspect, but as far as, like, I just feel since this is his origin story, there's really not much to know that we didn't get already from him. Um, but yeah, basically, I guess I would want to know more about the Tenery. Um, that's probably the most interesting thing to me, uh, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll go with that. Um, yeah, for me, um, I'm definitely curious. I'm not that curious enough to like go out and get it. But, uh-huh. like, um, I was... I guess I am surprised. I mean, this must be based on something from Marvel, but I just... I've never heard of it, you know? Found that kind of... I mean, I've never heard of a lot of it. But, you know, I'm surprised this movie... It's like it kind of feels like... This This is kind of feels like the, the Gardens of the Galaxy kind of felt for a lot of people going into that movie fresh because most people hadn't heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, I've heard of them, but I never read their comics either. I knew the, I knew about a, a raccoon that talked and shit like that, but I definitely seeing it is another thing. It was like, again, my first time too, like a lot of people. And I was like, Cam, I'm surprised they made that work. Same thing here. Surprised they made it work considering we know next to nothing. I mean, the general population knows next to nothing when people, and, you know, everyone and their mother knows Wolverine and all that, but like, you know, positive that this is definitely lower. <laughs> Lesser known. Anyway, um, we're getting into spoilers for uh, Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. Well, hold on before we get into. It. Oh, okay. Uh, apparently, the first appearance was in a special Marvel edition, number fifteen, December nineteen seventy three. That's when the character was introduced. Wow. Seventy three. Wow. He partners with Iron Fist. Shocker. Uh, Five <laughs> Reston, Black Jartar, uh, Leiko Wu, and Swordmaster. Okay, so the martial arts, the uh, martial arts uh, heroes, essentially, yeah. Which I mean, like I said, not surprising. Yeah, no, 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 that's surprising. And I'm surprised they. I'm not not surprising. I mean, um, and I'm I'm surprised they went with that. I wonder what was the, maybe it was the, whatever the Ten Rings does must be important to why they chose I, this character to to correct. Yeah, right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because again, I mean, out of those five. I would, the the people you just mentioned, I don't know what, but he's probably the lower end of still, out of those five that people know. <laughs> Iron Fist is more popular. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I would imagine. I would imagine, too. Okay, so now we can get into spoilers for this movie, starting right now. I served time in federal prison, which turned out to be the best thing for me. I got clean. I rediscovered my passion. And then my dad broke you out. Exactly. To kill you. Exactly. But just as his men 
were tying me up for my execution. I launched into a performance of my Macbeth. Whence is that knocking? Wait, Duncan, with thy knocking. I wish thou could. They couldn't get enough of it. I've been doing weekly gigs for lads ever since. So you're like his jester. I can give you a quick preview if you like. Nuncle, nuncle, nuncle. Uh, thank you, Trevor. I think we're okay. Right now, we really just need to find a way to... What the what hell? What the fuck? Oh! Oh! What is that? What is that? Oh! Who? What's what? That! that what that, is that? that? What is that? You can see Morris. Morris? Oh, 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 Morris! They can see you. You're real. All this time, I thought I was hallucinating him. Oh, this is such fat news. Where's his face? <laughs> He's a bit sensitive about that. All right. Pretty cool dragon, gotta say. Oh, yeah, which one? The villain or the, 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 the good I one? I mean, the villain wasn't a dragon. I don't know what that was. Okay. It I definitely looked like, a, hey, it looked like a Guillermo del Toro creature, for sure. Cool. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah, that's funny. Um, bigger, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I would say that. But the dragon was super cool. I agree. Uh, I thought it was really texturized, uh, detailed and stuff like that. And it just looked, uh, reminded me actually of, um, oh, fuck, what's that movie that came out on Disney? Um, Raya? Yeah, reminded me of Raya mm-hmm. and how those dragons are, which is very similar to um, just the culture. So. Right, because there's, I mean, there's so many different types of dragons, and the dragons that we're used to in, in Western fantasies are Not bulkier the, and different. Yeah, they have the, different wingspans and shit. Are, right, right, right. They're very much, um, yeah, what's right. it called? Uh, uh, fuck, what's that show? Um, Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, I was thinking you were in Game of For Thrones. Some, I, you know what came up in my head? And it's only because I've been telling people it's Rain of Fire, and because okay. I tell people how bad the movie is. Um, right, right. Yeah, no, enough, I, enough, I don't remember any of it. But yes, I remember. I remember, I remember the the dragon. <laughs> yeah, barely. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, very cool dragon. Uh, but what did you want to talk about first, though? In the spoilers, um, you seemed like you wanted to go somewhere specific. Oh yeah, I did. So actually, um, let's talk about like. The man, the Mandalorian. The oh, the Ben Kinsley's character. He's what? What's his name? Uh, no, what was his name in Iron Man three? Uh, that's where I'm trying to. I, I forget. Yeah. Uh, it's M something. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the Mandarin. The Mandarin. That's right. The Mandarin. He's the Mandarin. So, and that's who the dad is. Who's Chang Chi's dad is? Mm-hmm. Is what's it called? Who play? What's his name? I can't even fucking tell you to save my life. Can't even tell you. Uh, is, is it Zhu? Is it uh, yeah, Zhu Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's the guy who's the leader of the Ten Rings organization, right? Who's yeah. basically immortal, right? Which is a cool like little thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. The Ten Rings keep you immortal as long as you're wearing them, right? Yeah. Inter- inter- I guess that they don't really get into it. They they do and they don't. They, they do a lot of, like, we're going to kind of, break, you know, go past this, like, we're skimming this part of the movie. Um, details. Yeah, I would say Which is, so. I mean, fine. Uh, but I feel like uh, since he's been introduced to character, technically, because that's who wants to kill Iron Man, right? In part three? Or two? Two? Three? Three. Three. Um, sorry, those two are a blur for me. Um, and then Ben Kingsley's character is reintroduced as that character who was Played in part three of Iron Man, which like it, kept, it was really funny how it all worked out overall. Um, 
how that character is introduced and everything. But at the same time, it was interesting to see that, like, oh shit, like we've seen this, like we're already in the Marvel. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not like it's it's not like we've just been completely hiding in the shadows. Although he does a great job for someone who is basically I don't know owns runs the world almost. It feels like he's got our like unlimited money, our resources. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, that's this is where I kind of have a, a slight problem. Yeah, um, but at the same time, but, yeah. I feel like I, I, so I agree with you where I do have a slight problem with it. Where, like, well, like, you know, like how many, how, how many fucking world occupying kingpins can there in the world fit? That's what I'm wondering. Right, exactly. But I just feel like he obviously, uh, it's funny because I mean, I, I, then I think about like oil barons, right? Where oh, like right. nobody knows anything about people who run, like, who owns this? Like, we know the companies who own them, but who owns the companies, right? Like, or who makes the most money off of them, right? And we don't know those people, right? So how many, like, they're like, he's like the 1% of the 1% of the 1%, you know? I don't know, yeah. Well, it's kind of like that. So, like, we don't know those people, and we don't really care to. And I feel like he's in that, he's in that like, gray area. So, I don't know. I just let them be a, as that person. Hmm. Um, so, it didn't, it didn't, it bothered me in the moment, but then I was like, whatever. I don't complain about these things. I guess I shouldn't complain about these things. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, that's essentially where I went, but yeah, I was interested in that. So I, I am interested in a lot of like the backstory of the Ten Rings and of the organization itself, of like what exactly or how what have the influence the world so far. That'd be actually really cool to know. Um, so that's definitely something like that was interesting. That and it's also like how does it tie with the Mandarin and what else has the Mandarin done technically in the Marvel universe besides the one thing? In Iron yeah, Iron I don't Iron. know if they ever will though. I don't think they will either, but I know it is supposed to be like a actual more uh, a more bigger villain for Iron Man than what it was in Part Three. Not just yeah, uh, I know that I've heard that about when Iron Man Three came out and the Mandarin was introduced, even though it turned out to be uh, fake or like propaganda, I guess uh, terrorist propaganda. Oh, you know, fake shit, fake news. Um, even though it turned out to be fake news, I knew that I heard around that time that uh, the real Mandarin in the comic books is a bigger deal. And I don't know if it's a big bad of Iron Man specifically or if it's a big bad of other things. And Iron Man maybe it just got in the crosshairs once. I have no idea. I don't know. I didn't know anything about the Mandarin before the he was even mentioned in the movie. Um, but And I still don't. I haven't, still haven't read it. So... But I'm curious as to if it's supposed to be this guy with the ten rings. How is how I'm curious about his involvement with the American, the Western heroes, right? Yeah, I'm curious as to how that matters. Where how how does it fit? Now, obviously, a man who's lived as long as his motherfucker has, right? Um, see, I mean, this is where I kind of rub against a little bit of the general plot devising of. Not just the villains, mm-hmm. but of um, of these kinds of people. Not in Marvel movies only, in any kind of movie. We're like, how are... It just seems like inexplicable, like how this guy could actually ever be taken down if he's managed to live this far, succeeding at what he does. But then again, like, okay, I did buy it and all when he was put down. I, I bought it, you know, completely. It worked out fine. They did it just enough, but it just seems like crazy that like the black widow villain for example the big bad in that who also has like a secret organization around the world and like all this shit and for for decades and obviously not a lot not like ten thousand lifetimes but like 
de- decades of time and shit and and getting away with uh, without anyone knowing. I'm like, I I'm not saying bad guys should have a club or anything, but they don't know each other. Like this doesn't. It just seems like it's crazy that we will let let everyone go. Like, okay, that guy's in Russia. We don't have to ever go there. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but he has you know, agents in every country. That's ours too. You know, like yeah. I don't know. Um, and again, I know Marvel doesn't care. No one cares. And I didn't care when I was watching it either. It's not like it bothered me in the moment, but it's, uh, it's kind of hard to explain and thinking about it after, um, it doesn't sit as well as my point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I understand. But yeah, a long time though, living by yourself. I like how that fucking his wife to be, I guess, just fucking took him down. He had no effort at all on her end. Yeah. When she was the guardian of, uh, really cool. It was very much, uh, but then you find out later that I mean they're technically from a different dimension, completely right, different. Like, well, it seems like. Well, do you think there's the a universe? connection? Here's my question to you: Do yeah. you think there's a connection? This is more about the lore of the movie. Uh, do you think there's a connection between uh, the Ten Rings and uh, everything going on with uh, this portal and the village keeping it at bay, the different world they're in? Uh huh. Do you think do there think, is? Do you think there's a connection to the Ten Rings? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a good question because. They mentioned the Ten Rings. They don't. They said that it. They, this is. They did. They did this little disclaimer. Um, we don't know if he stole it from somebody, right? Well, or if he found it in like a meteor, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, why would you even say that? Like, like it's so random, right? Like, um, I I don't know if it's connected to that extent, but I think it's. I mean, it's connected to the extent that obviously there's outside factors. Besides the world, it's not just stuff in our world, like the other dimensions or other parts of the galaxy mm-hmm. or universe or whatever. Um, yeah. That that's that much is per se, and I think we I think we forget that a lot, and I think Guardians of the Galaxy is like the only thing reminding us of that, in my opinion, in Marvel and current Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I just feel like uh, uh, them having these abilities or whatever, it's like because they're 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 almost like they're aliens essentially. They they're like a they're just human-based aliens who are protecting. You know what I'm saying? Like they're very much like us, but they're not. They have extra the things that they came from their world that they had to deal. So that's why they're probably more powerful than even this guy who's super OP with his ten rings. You know? Yeah. Um, right. So I, I don't know. Like that's a it's a weird thing that like when you start thinking about it, you're like I can't comprehend, can't, can't grasp. Um, kind of like how Thanos's peoples are. He's almost like technically like a what's that thing called? Um, not okay. like a god, but he's like in that level. His, yeah, no, you know, I, I would say yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call him a god either, but like because he's mortal, but like um, right. and not omniscient, like he can't be everywhere at once. Right. Um, but it, you're right; he does feel like very godlike. Yeah, it's just like the race of people that they are are like very much like super overpowered like times a hundred compared to what a human is in or even a uh a superhero or a mutant or whatever in on earth you know what i'm saying mm. um and i just feel like that's who they are and we don't we didn't get so much of them we got like that's the last of their people <laughs> that's what i got from that um in that in that town in that village but that's in a different world right it, it, it felt oh. very much like the rainbow road thor traveling right when they went through that uh tunnel of water, yeah, um, that reminded me of that of right away, and I was like, "Oh, okay, so this is probably like another path to like one of the other connecting 
worlds that we that we have partnership with, and it's these creatures or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that reminded me of that, but we didn't get any of that information. That I'm just like, fuck, like there's so much going on. Kind of like that um, gate thing in um, uh, a little off tangent, but kind of like that gate thing where you can go through different different realms. Also, different they call it realms, I think, in God of War. Ah, uh, yeah, very much. So, right, yeah. that room it uses like this magic and all yeah, the shit. That's to exactly access. what it is. Going to the different realms. Right. Yeah, that's what they call it. Um, right, but it's very very similar to this. Yeah, yeah. I would say. Kind of reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're connected in some way. They could be, but. They don't even know the Ten Rings. They just know that it's something powerful enough to do it. So I don't think they're as connected as we probably think they are. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's an interesting thing about, you know, when you introduce magic is that the hardest thing about magic in, in cinema is that magic, it seems like it's uh, it's a giveaway or a tell-all or it's a mechanism. Kind of uh-huh. like a, kind of like a, the, like a God, the God machine, right? Where... Yeah. You can kind of explain anything by saying it's magic. You know, you can do it. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're, you're really, really good. Yeah. It doesn't seem to follow any real logic. Even, even, a, even like Harry Potter, right? Um, it's, it, they have rules, but they also don't have. They, they, they use what they, they kind of like just go along with some stuff at sometimes, you know, and they, because it's magic, you know, you just have to fucking understand that that they can do this now. Or they can suddenly do this. Um, having never seen it before, you know. Okay. Um, this movie, I would say, uh, probably a few a few times, still does show that. I don't remember exactly one right now, but uh, but it dances with it at least. And um, what we're talking about now, and how these ten rings have the the power to magically or whatever um, break this door, the the seal, right? Correct. Um, is interesting because if they aren't connected in some fashion, can there actually, I mean, does that, is that how, I, I mean, it seems like that's the only way it would work. Um, if he can, if you, you know, if he can be suppressed by the power that the, they have there or what's there as well as uh, enhance it, then it seems like, or is like magic the same, even if it's different, is it the cultures? Like the magic is the same source originally, but like, Every you know, for thousands and thousands of years, these two types of magic, you know, or whatever uh, this, these two ty- artifacts—one, the Ten Rings; the other, this scale dragon world—did yeah. um, they separate, right? And then so long ago that they just forgot about each other, and now they don't even assume that they're the same thing. Or is it more like what kind of you know, kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy? You know, like this is from this planet, this is from a different planet, a different solar system. You know, completely right. different things. Right. Yeah, no, it is very much completely different things. It's very much um, superhumans, right, or uh, abilities, people with, like, uh, right, um, mm-hmm. and mutants, right, which is what they're trying to... Enhanced, I think they call them. Right, exactly, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still do, but I think they do because I th- Fox. I think they still, still do, yeah, Sony Fox, exactly. Only, yeah, no, it's Fox, it's Fox. Yeah. Um, Sony only owns uh, oh, it's Spider-Man? Spider-Man, yeah. yeah. And Spider-Man, like, uh, characters. Um, and not even all of them either. Uh, right. Anyways, let's not get into that shit. Um, yeah, I just, it is tricky. And that's what's kind of frustrating. Because I feel like, uh, I almost feel like I need to, like, hey, welcome to Marvel's dummy guide of, you know, like, let me explain how what we're doing here. Um, because, like, I almost want, like, just, just so I can get, like, clear cut. Like, okay, well, since we're going this route, I know what to expect. I know this what it is. 
mm-hmm. the fact that we have so many things that are everywhere, there's magic, there's this, like some things are just not equatable, which is fine, but like, I just don't know, we're not distinguishing it enough because I feel like some people will call it magic, but then it's like, nah, it's just science that someone created from a different place that they were more advanced. You're like, oh, okay. Hmm, yeah. You know, and it's just like, I, I don't know where that, it is, it is kind of difficult. Where, where are you talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I know I, I also thought that speaking for the actual plot of the thing, I thought that the 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 whole thing was um, the big bad would be the father. I mean, I guess he was, but he wasn't in the sense that the the the, the thing behind the door. Yeah, that was actually really cool. It was almost like a nice little like red herring, I guess. Um, yeah, well, it's where... like an add. It's like an addition, right? Uh, I didn't think they were actually get that far. I thought I thought that if that actually I... ever broke, that the, that's it. Like that really would be it. Like everyone's fucked forever. Or yeah, whatever. I just think it was like if the whole thing broke at once, it would they would be fucked, right? Yeah, um, I guess. But I guess since it was like a trickle effect, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was really. I mean, I guess it was more manageable in the end. And I guess the ten rings do matter. I mean, obviously they were powerful enough. Yeah, and also uh, the changing of the color, which seems like a it's like a mood ring. Like if you're, <laughs> <laughs> you had a color. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I I did notice that right away when he wore them. It was orange, right? And then when yeah. he when, and I just didn't know if it was like, uh, if it is very much like uh, it's just her in her chakra or whatever, hmm. um, or is it, or is it that like, uh, and obviously the movie does that to us in spoiler spoiler, right? Um, yes, where uh, it does talk about what's it called uh, like it's almost it it releases like a homing beacon like. Somebody worthy of the rings, or now that somebody with this lineage, or somebody with something that triggered whatever the the rings knows where the rings are now. You know, like yeah. it's like somebody. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird, weird, weird thing to, to use. But um, there's like since there's so much going on, what did you feel about like the movie? How did you feel with the um, uh, the progression of him learning? Because it was like 24 hours or less. Of uh, how to fight, how his mom's style, like his mom's, or that that that, that town style, like with all controlling of the rings and like stuff like that. Did you feel like that was like, all right, bro, like you couldn't give us like a week or something? Like, yeah, you know? that's another thing I was gonna bring up. That's definitely like a definitely a weak point. Yeah, it um, is a weak point. I mean, I get that he's a highly trained assassin, right? No one can learn that. It's like, but you know, it's um, kind of it kind of reminds me of um. Uh, uh, Starsborn, the the latest one with um, Gaga, Brad Cooper, is that his name? Bradley Cooper, yeah, Bradley yeah. Cooper, and and, Gaga. Uh, and Lady Gaga, right? <laughs> um, where the best culmination of the first half of the movie is uh, leading up to this concert thing, where she gets convinced, I guess, to go up and stage with him, and they do a duet based right. on the, you know, he had um written the the song and this duet in advance that she wrote and you know all that stuff um and expect us to believe that you know with no no practice no rehearsal no timing issues that were might have that have to be fixed to do a, a good duet like that were done at all it was just done on the fly like that it's impossible yeah. all right. um but they're that good right <laughs> right That's, but no one that good can do it on the first try knowing nothing um other than the lyrics you know that's insane <laughs> Right. This is it reminded me of that in that sense. Um, yeah, I hear you. 
you know, and I thought they were going to say something, and I really thought they were going to do this, uh, that, you know, when they crossed over, like, time works differently, maybe, and they actually did spend a week or something, or, uh-huh. you know, I thought they were going to do something like that, like, you know, but because it's all magic, they could do whatever they want, and they didn't, they didn't uh-huh. go there, you know, so at least they didn't give us that impression anyway, so, right. That was interesting that Marvel or whoever, whoever did this uh, wanted to do it this way. I mean, yeah, I, maybe should have done that. I, I just felt like uh, they thought we would forgive them. Like, oh, plot, got to move it along, you know? Right. And also, um, it negates a little bit of the... Because I really thought... I mean, granted, it was fun watching Ben Kingsley's pet thing that has no face. Very yeah. cute. Um, walk him through the maze and all that yeah. to get there before the father. I mean, it was, it, but it was like... Like what day before, or two? Not even. Um, and I was like, oh, man, I, I really thought that they would have to be force. I, I understand why the script need them there first to learn the history and figure out what's important, why the gate's important. Um, but um, I don't know something about it. Like I really thought that they had to be dependent on, on understanding what the father was make, going through the with with the father. I think would have been more. What do you call it? Um, well, not knowing that they were actually going to open the gate, uh, yeah. that I thought it would be more uh, emotionally satisfying, going like being forced to go with it, you know, with him along, or like pretending to be on his side until that point, and then understanding it along with him at the very apex of the right moment would have been a good catalyst for a better ending, maybe. But uh-huh. you're right; then you would then you would fail to understand what they really wanted to show, but uh, about the gate and all that. But they introduced the gate stuff really late in the movie. They, um, they really do. Like you really don't know what's at stake. You just know that the father's bad, you know, for a good chunk of the movie. And my first thought for, like, most of the movie was uh, my, my first thought. Not first thought. My main thought was that um, the father was just bad all the time and had, was, um, like, did this whole con, you know, marrying the woman, getting these kids, you know. Oh, to um, get in there the whole time? Right, to get into the whole time or find out what that's about or learning the secrets of something or yeah. increasing his power in some way. Like, I thought, I really thought we were, we were going to get that drop at some point because of how much of a shitty father he was. Necessar- like, cold, I mean, to his kids. And also misogynistic because his daughter, you know, had to learn by watching his brother, you know, or her brother. And that's fucking shady. Um, or shitty. Considering, I mean, he's been th- thousands of years. How old is he? How, does he? how is he still like that? Anyway, whatever. Um, you know, I, I just feel like there's a lack of weird perspective going on in the first. There's some mistakes there because they, again, they choose a lot of stuff later on, and and then they kind of make us forgive, not make us, but they the movie wants to forgive the father, and like, oh, it wasn't him, it was this. I'm like, yeah, but it also was him. Uh, right. you know, again, there's some, there's definitely some some holes in the movie. Um, but yeah, I still, regardless, I had a lot of fun with it more than I thought I would, and I would recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I also, I just felt like, like I said, I say, I say that we saw two movies because, like, for that reason, there's so much going on in the movie that I almost felt like we could have gotten uh, by now next time on the Power Rangers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, they are episode two. Yeah. Yeah, so. you're right. I wonder uh, how this, if you would have, uh, I might have liked this movie if it was, like, a miniseries. I'm not even saying maybe maybe six episodes, you know, yeah. something like that. Just uh, I don't know. I might have worked out better considering how much they were trying to fit in there, right? Yeah, they were trying to fit a lot, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I feel like 
I hate to say it, but I don't know if people would be not that. I don't know that they, they wouldn't watch it because I think they would because people just they just. Oh no! I mean, if you want to make money and get the reviews, they did the right thing. I'm just saying, for me, I would have. Oh yeah, yeah. And I would prefer. I would decide if I oh, have a choice between them. I would I say, me give me the miniseries. Yeah, right. not for sure. Anyway, uh, anything else on Shang-Chi? Uh, no, I mean, I feel like we were very critical of the movie. There's a lot of stuff going on. I, I, I do want to stress that, like, there's a lot of cool stuff. That whole part where she meets, he meets the sister, and for the first time, and then they're they're fighting, and there's like an underground fight ring or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff going on there that, like, in the beginning of the movie, that is very much Marvel, and a lot of stuff going on Marvel that's already built, you know, that you get to see in the movie. Yeah. Um, that's cool, and then they, and then it just comes to its own, and it, it comes to its own with its its own part of the thing that you just never had to know that you never needed to know or that you ever knew about these characters, and it's just strictly them that is almost the second part. It is almost the second part of the movie, um, which I think, like I said, it's just and I'm saying that we're critical of it because I think we're uh, it asks it brings up more questions, you know, um, to what's going on in this universe. Yeah, that for sure. Marvel's building. But yeah. um, still highly recommend the movies. Yeah, me too. I still, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll watch it again for sure on Disney Plus whenever they want to put it up. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> um, no $30 rental, apparently, on this one. No, no, no. no. This is a So they just wanted to yes. fuck over Scarlett Johansson specifically. Dude, it feels like it, right? I yeah. feel like she has a better case now. Yeah, right? Cause, yeah, because that was the last Marvel movie. And before right. they could have said, like, well, that was a Mulan thing, it was a Disney company uh-huh. thing, so right, it's different. Exactly. And then the other one was like a Pixar thing, so it's different. But nope, not this time. Nope. Anyway, nope. Um, that's it for that. our yeah, that's it for our review on, on Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review our, our second film, which is Say it. Say it. Uh, I don't have a mirror. Oh wait, there's a, there it is. Candyman. We're going to review Candyman. Uh, I said it twice. Let's find out if I say it three more times in the review. Stay with us. Candyman. The urban legend is, if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection and kills you. Who would do that? Candyman. 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 Well, we're still alive. <laughs> Let's go. Trina, you've broken the door. This isn't funny! I feel really connected to this neighborhood. Cabrini Green. It was the projects. I just moved in around the corner. The old candy factory. I'm an artist. You look up a candy man. He's the monster that's part of this neighborhood. Why are you drawn to this? I'm hoping to spread the story all about Candyman. The mirror invites you to summon him. You should say his name. I dare you. Candyman. 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 Don't. Don't say that. Candyman. A sequel to the horror film Candyman. That returns to the now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. This is Candyman, the 2021 version, not the 1992 version. Um, directed by Nia DaCosta. 
uh, written by Neo DaCosta, uh, Jordan Peele, and Wynn Rosenfeld. Um, yeah, that's right. Starring uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen II, uh, Tiana Paris, Nathan Stewart Jared, uh, Coleman Domingo, Kyle Kaminsky, Vanessa Williams, uh, and I guess that's pretty much it. Yeah, do you know? Um, yeah, he has, uh, yeah, he was in. Um, he played uh, what do you call it? Um, Doctor Manhattan. Wasn't is that it, him? Is that him? Pretty sure that that's what. He, yeah, right. I don't know. Tell me. In Watchmen, the show. yeah, Watchmen. I meant to say, yeah. The show. Yep. Yeah, like I, I just looked it up. Oh yeah, I guess so. And the show, right? Not the uh, right. No, that's really quite a bit of white guy. But uh, yeah, he plays uh, Doctor Manhattan in the in the show. It's really cool. I'm saying, really good okay. role. In the trial gotcha. of the Chicago Seven, he played them. Um, well, it would have been the Chicago Eight if he stayed. That's my point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think of it that way, right? Yeah. You're not... <laughs> um, yeah, he's also coming up in Matrix Resurrection. Oh, he's in the Matrix Resurrection. Hmm. Did you see the trailer? Uh, no. I haven't seen any new trailer. My friends forced me to watch it. Anyways, let's... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I will see it. I just haven't yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, anyway. Let's uh, talk about this one. Complete uh, different movie from the first one we did. Uh, Oscar. What did I went last time, so... What did you think of Candyman? Uh... I uh, you know, I really, I really dug this movie. I really dug this movie. Um, I have a, I have a, have a connection to Candyman in the sense, like I remember being frightened by it um, as a kid. When did the first one come out? I know. Um, ninety two. Ninety two, right? Pretty iconic role by the that dude who who also was in the Final Destination movies and other horror movies in general. Um, he has a very He's a big stature figure with a deep voice. So I forgot his name. I'm sure if I hear it, I'll remember. But I'm not looking at it. It's not a big deal. But the, and the original Candyman really fucked me up a little bit. I remember being pretty terrified of him. Um, and uh, and I saw all the sequels, too. I barely remember any of them. Honestly, I haven't seen them since that decade, since the 90s. So um, a rewatch is definitely in order. Um, and this one, you know, it feels like... Um, and and th- and this movie uh, is also like kind of like um, similar to us, not so much us, I guess, more similar to um, uh, Get Out. It is uh, and other horror movies like Hair. You think of Hair, we review that too. Um, uh-huh. It's racially charged as well. You know, like a lot of horror movies that began, especially you know, well, I think all horror movies in general, they're kind of like a cultural uh, footnote. They're talking about something else. It's about it's a message for something else, like. Romero zombies, it's about human nature than it is about actual zombies. Things like that. Horror movies are trying to say something about our, our civilization and culture but with a horror supernatural theme. Um, this one's no different. It is racially charged, like I said, and it kind of reminds me of uh, compared to the first one, anyway. Uh, the first Candyman is that it feels like a um, like it's the dear white people of Candyman horror movies because of gentrified <laughs> artist land that they're in the the clearly educated you know compared to the cabrini green slums that it used to be and obviously we get in flashbacks a little in this movie to understand that fully and uh 
you know, obviously I wasn't, I was never around there necessarily. I live, we live in Chicago, of course, and we always grew up knowing Cabrini Greens and all that. And, you know, even watching, I've seen a few documentaries or I've seen, um, news reports, right? But there was, it was on its way out, I think, by the time we were, we were kids, we were just too young. We were just too young to really ever have gone there or know that much about it. Right. Um, so, um, but I, but I don't, man, I haven't even thought about that area at all. Is it like this for real? Do you know? Like Is what? Gentrified like this? As they say it in the description. For yeah, the bro, movie? they put a target over there. The fuck? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Target. Well, you know how I know? I almost, wow. So I was still working at Target when they put it, when they built it. Mm-hmm. And, because uh, he used to work at Target. In case anybody didn't know. Um, <laughs> and I was still working at Target. And yeah. one of my peers went to become a supervisor at that store. Wow. Who was a lead. So she got a promotion. Did, is it he? She. 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 Did she and, know about what it used to be? Yeah. She was like, yeah, I'm working in Reading Green. And I was like, huh? And she's like, well, the target that they put up like right next to it. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah. you want me to come there? I was like, I'm cool. Huh. Uh, but yeah, I mean, isn't that close to, closer towards the United Center, am I correct? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Like, I know, I know it's somewhere where I don't often go. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, I just not in any, I don't really go out that much, and I definitely don't go to the United Center. I don't care about sports. So, like, I wouldn't know, you know? Yeah, it's like Goose Island and the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah. And last time I used to care about bars and clubs and the new ones and stuff, that was a long time ago, and I definitely don't remember. So, if I've been there, I don't remember. Um, I mean, obviously, I've been to the United Center. I, I know Chicago. I just don't know, you know, that area. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, there's a little personal connection there because um, it's, our, it's our town. And and I, I, that's another reason why it was uh, a pretty good horror. It worked as a horror movie for me, too, because, you know, I knew that it was in Chicago. I knew it was in my city, even though I was a kid watching it. And I knew that added something to it. Because even as a kid, one thing that I didn't know about Chicago, even if it wasn't Cabrini Greens or where it was at or anything, that I knew that uh, Chicago was pretty violent. Um, a lot of murders in Chicago uh, now as it is as it was back then. I would say that uh, I was, you know, we weren't in the streets like that shit. We weren't like no. that, but we were not either in it. And um, and we always heard a lot of stories and whatnot. So, you know, you grow up a little bit of this. And, uh, you know, so that added a special, like, spice to the to the original horror movie, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And it worked on me. And this movie did a really good job of, of reintroducing those thoughts um, that I really hadn't thought of since I since the nineties, and uh, it was fascinating to watch this modern sequel um, that I never thought I wanted until I saw it. Like I never thought I needed a Candyman sequel like this until yeah. it came out. Until I saw it last weekend. Um, so yeah, I really liked it. What did you think? Um. Okay, I thought of so yeah. FYI, to get there without traffic is like 20 minutes. Well, to get there without traffic is what? Well, about 20 minutes for us. It's in Goose Island, so it would have to take. Yes, yeah, right next to Goose Island. Hmm. Right. Um, and then it's not too far from, yeah, it's like 10 minute drive from United States. I remember it was like too far from United States. Anyways, besides the point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, what did I think? I, uh, yeah, I'm very much in the same 
Bokazu. I don't remember. I remember it was like a flash in the pan. But I remember like Candyman was one of those like almost like a C movie or a B for sure rated movie in the horror genre, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I was totally afraid of it because why the fuck wouldn't I be? It's from Chicago. Like the first reason, of course, I was like, why? You know, like why would I have to have something from Chicago like that, right? Right. And then um, the fact that it's the proximity. Everything else was nowhere near me. Now this is, right? Um, anyways, besides the point. There's that. And then there's the fact that, uh, what's it called? Uh, it is a kind of a freaky story, like when you say the name, but it does, right? Um, but I felt like it was only like a short period of my life. I mean, I was born way after you. Not way after, but like four <laughs> years younger. But so right. like, I think by the time maybe Danny or um, maybe 98 or 90, before the 2000s, I didn't know anything about this movie anymore, besides of the reruns that I would watch, that if it came out, and I knew about it then, but I just felt like it wasn't it wasn't a movie that was like, it never hit enough mainline credit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but still definitely freaked out about it. And then that neighborhood, just like you said, it is, um, I've driven past it before when the, when the building was up, right? Um, the the actual housing they have the they have the, still that area where all those uh, where the movies filmed but uh, you know they had that bigger section eight housing yeah um, what's it called complex uh, yeah I just didn't know where I just I guess it's like I always disconnected myself from it because I was like enough to the point where I don't know if you know anything about Chicago I mean I know you know about Chicago but for our <laughs> listeners yeah. Chicago is a very, it's like a very segregated city. If you don't know about it, it's it's a neighborhood segregated. So, like, if you're in a neighborhood, you know what type of people live. You know what I'm saying? Not Mm -hmm. that other people can't live in those neighborhoods. Of course, you can. Anybody can. But it's very rare to see other than this. Like, the other is like a small percentage. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you live in Cabrini Green. Most more than likely, your population is black, right? Yeah, in that neighborhood. If you live on the Gold Coast, your population is probably more white, depending on where the Gold Coast, right? And same thing if you live in the North Side, probably more white, you know. And then there's obviously there's other, but that other could be anything. Um, yeah, you think you of live Cicero, in, you know, right? whatever. Cicero, well, Cicero is town itself, but but if you were to live like yeah, if you live where we live, right? Um, more Hispanic slash uh, white slash whatever, more of a mixing thing, but definitely mm-hmm. more prominently Hispanic. Things like that of nature. So, like, you'll, that's where, that's the thing, like, that's how it is, basically. And it's also kind of, like, separated amongst the neighborhood itself. There's, like, lines of divided. <laughs> it's, like, really weird. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how weird it is compared to other big cities, but, uh, yeah, it definitely seems weird. It's weird to the point where, like, I mean, we're used to it, so, like, we know, like, oh, well, that's that part of this neighborhood. No, you know, like, more impoverished people or more of this type of people or more of the rich people, whatever, live over there, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's very much like that. I mean, I'm sure I'm assuming that's, a like, that's how it is, but here, like, that's how we separate our neighborhoods. And if you know that the neighborhood's more expensive depending on where you are. If you live in the Irving Park neighborhood, it's expensive. You have money. More than like mm-hmm. older, mm-hmm. I apologize, older. 
Oh, just like the the right side of Oak Park. Also, you might have money, or you don't. If you're on the other side, <laughs> correct, very much so. Yeah. Right, that's yeah. I mean, that's, you can literally cross the street over to the different. You can literally cross the street into the yes, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the, the the housing you can afford. Right? Yeah. Most and you can tell what neighborhood you're in based on the shops immediately. Oh, it's Koreatown. Oh, there's a lot. Of, there's yeah, a lot of very much here so, Because yeah. look yeah. at all these fucking um. Well, obviously Korean languages, but like. Now, more specifically, like, oh, yeah, it's singing boots or what do you call it, karaoke bars. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Right, right, very is. much so. Right. Oh, Jewish town. Okay, great. Yeah, I see. Right, yep. right. There's the deli. Okay. Yeah, they don't call it Chinatown for without a reason because. Oh, yeah, that's China. China. Right, that's it's Chinese. Li- it's literally like 92% Chinese, you know? Yes, right. And, um, and, and the shop's also, yeah, very specific to it. You can tell right away. You don't have to ever need a sign ever to no. know uh, yeah. where you're at. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, um, but I've always, we never really, I never needed to go in those areas. I've driven past it for whatever reasons, but I never really knew so growing up or any any other reason now, except for when they put the target up. Because I went to help set up. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, by then, it was, they were gone already. Right. You know, yeah, like, long gone. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, and it's like, the target's like a couple blocks away from the neighborhood. It's like two, three blocks away. But like, I'm like, dude, like, I just, but at the same time, it is, it is gentrified. You could have taken your lunch there. Right. I could have, yeah. The, it, it is gentrified. It does. And it just looks vastly open. Like, there's not, like, I don't know how it is now. It's been a couple of years since I've been down there. But it's, yeah. even then, like, it's just been a couple of years. I, I have no need to go down there for any reason. There's nothing to uh, that attracts me to go down there, you know? Yeah. You know, it might Store be a good now. thing in general just for funsies. And it won't take one night. It'll take, it'll take multiple different times. Yeah. Seeing, um, just going all, all over Chicago, seeing what, everything, you know, a lot more than... Not like every street. I'm not saying yeah. that, but I'm saying going through a lot of it, maybe it would be a good thing to recap us on. Because there, there's a lot of places I haven't been to in forever or never been to. Chicago is just so vast. It's so massive. There yeah. are places in areas that I've heard stories about that I've never even been to. Yeah, me too. Large square miles of land that I still haven't even looked at. You know, like that's insane to me growing up here all my life. Right. But yeah. I mean, it, city. It, it is insane, but at the same time, it's just like, People don't, you don't even realize how big the city is. But so many different time, people, like, like yeah, it's so many things. Yeah, there's so many different things. But like, even then, some of the neighborhoods that we drive through is like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a mix. Like we're gonna look, get looked at in some neighborhoods, and other neighborhoods we're gonna have to be the ones looking. You know, like, <laughs> like it's just really weird. It's, it's gonna be it'd be a really weird like thing to do. In all yep. honesty, but yeah, yeah, yep. You know that scene in Train Day where um. Denzel Washington stops a bunch of white kids uh, that are driving through um, a what a mainly black neighborhood and very right. like very like um, low rent I guess uh-huh. and or poor and he's like stops them because like hey what the fuck are you doing here and it happens in real life by the way it happens everywhere um, in every major city anyway and uh, like what are you doing you know this is a bad neighborhood and shit well, like you are you here to buy drugs? like they immediately ask him like are you here to buy drugs and stuff. So I was just thinking when you were talking about that, uh, I was driving down uh, in different areas of, the, of, of Chicago. Like, yeah, some places uh, we might get asked, like, hey, w- hey, what are you doing here? Like, in the same way that the trading day scene is. And other ones, you know, would be the opposite. If someone else is driving next to us, it might be stopped because, <laughs> because we're like, oh, this is like, all right, <laughs> or whatever we're doing. Uh, just so funny. It really works out that way. Yeah, no, it really does. And I was going to say something else. Uh, it's like... Uh... Well, well, I forget what movie or was it a show? I forgot what I was watching. That that said it was like uh, a guy made a stop. A stop. He was like, if you follow the rules of the road in some neighborhoods, 
mm-hmm. they know you're not from there. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you mean a, f- a full stop? Oh, we for sure know you're not from here. Like, no one does it, you know, or opposite. You don't. You do a rolling stop or whatever the case is, and they're like, "What are you doing? Why'd you do a rolling stop?" Or you, you get pulled over, like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, get out! Like, what? You're gonna get a ticket. But like, if you were to do that in the neighborhood, like, we know you don't belong here. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Like, and mm-hmm. shit like that. Yep. And it's just like, it's very much, very much that. Actually, wasn't that in uh, Crookland? Wasn't that who? Wasn't that in Crookland? Or Clockers? Clockers? Cl- oh, yeah. Uh, cl- Clockers? Yeah. yeah. I think it was in Clockers. We, yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure it was. Yeah. I think so, yeah. But it's very much that, it, it would be that, that, that like, disparity. Um, mm-hmm. But let's get into, uh, let me get my perspective of, I guess, the movie. Because um, I don't think I said, uh, besides it was freaky, about the old movie and everything. But this movie, um, I did like the aspect that it went to and how it overall worked with how Candyman itself is brought back. Um, what's it called? That was interesting for sure. And how the conduits used. Um, uh, the acting's good. Um, I did feel like uh, it was... Um, I did have an issue where I just felt like it was there was like a mysticism or something that I felt needed to not be explained, but needed to be brought up for me to find the movie a little bit more believable to the, how the characters would act. Um, but besides that, I did have fun watching the movie. It's as fun you can have watching people die. Um, or, so a lot. So a lot, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess so. I, I don't know if we should get into spoilers now or not. Or, no, no, I mean, we didn't get to talk much about, about the movie yet, so no, we'll talk about... Um, the um, so I mentioned the dear white people comparison. You did, um, yeah. That's a good comparison, actually. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's like a it's a it's a good uh, it's a good version of that because it's a, a bunch of a bunch of people that kind of detest talking to, but also I know that we need more of them in the sense like yeah I like artists in general but I like them from afar from me, um, like I want them around doing things just not talking to me usually. Because of the, of the time, like especially like the 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 first half of the movie where you get a lot more of the art dealer stuff and just the way the guy is even trying to explain to that art critic, oh, so bad. But I also seen and seen that kind of conversation all the time. Um, yeah, I I found it uh, very very cool, and and you know, I do have third act problems for sure. That kind of you kind of mentioned not about mysticism necessarily. I think there's some leaps that doesn't make sense, and I don't yeah. think it explains fully. A couple things that I think I think left some, some some things unsatisfied, but um, it's a cool idea for a sequel, and uh, introducing it in this way in this modern sense, and the need to like it like it's like both getting in touch with history, with your history in this case the main characters right or whatever getting in touch with your history or the history that you, where you were born in or whatever uh, connects to. We're kind of reactivating this this thing, right? This self defense kind of thing. Not self defense. That's not the right word. But this, like, I don't know, like the golem, right? <laughs> for for black people that you know used to live and die in Cabrini Greens, um, it's like their their not messiah. That's not right either. But just like their monster, right? It's like reactivating this thing, their Frankenstein's creature, or whatever, and um, and how horrifying it really is, and how it feels like almost like an old world character and not because 
not because it's like some old, old, uh, based on African, whatever. It's not about that. It's just the fact that it was 20 years ago. And look at the difference between more than 20 years ago, actually. Um, Cabrino Green, when it, in his heyday, and how it is a target now, or well, next to a target now, you know? Like, yeah. it's really not that much in, in time. Time is like, it's a blip of time, but like, it's a huge difference. Yeah, uh, I do like uh, the way it looks and the way everyone lives there and acts. Way different now. Yeah. Yeah. And I that's kind of like cool. Yeah. How that Finley Stevens, Rebecca Spencer's character, mm-hmm. the, the critic, mm-hmm. brings it up to um, Anthony McCoy. Yeah, I actually I kind I of agree with her assessment of the art. I do agree with her assessment of how. I didn't think it was is. that great, honestly. No, no, no. The art itself, for sure. But I, yeah. I, I, I like how she brings, like, well, it's the artist people like without artists or whatever you can't they're the ones who like help the gentrification part also of like oh yes. well, this is like a struggling like she said that one line I forget exactly yes I do line. agree with that that should and I was like yeah. I was like man like someone said it like you know like I was like it's so true like we all like oh you know like I live in a what used to be an I'm just you know hoping yeah it does you know better. the first time I had this thought about artists and in, in general and then um Obviously, uh, from a movie, I'm, I'm, I'm not actually a show. And I got it from Sex and the City. Um, oh, they don't they don't say it like this at all. But uh, you know, Carrie Bradshaw in that show meets a lot of different people. A lot of them are artists of different sorts, and it's always like she's always the next new hot thing in New York, right? Yeah. No matter, no matter, well, not no matter the burb, but usually Manhattan or whatever. But um, it could be any kind of neighborhood, and um, and they. And somehow, somewhere in there, I kind of got this feeling of that, what, what this critic said. You know, like, yeah, like, okay, that kind of makes sense. And the, the way, I don't know, just the way that show portrayed the new chef, the new artist, the new the new yeah. photographer, the new book uh, artist, or the new writer, you know, like, it just uh, felt very much like that, how it, these, the, these young, hungry people, or whatever, are driving what shapes like you know the things that we find equal parts annoying meaning like hipstery stuff gentrification stuff annoying but also as what's moving the culture along with it too um progressively right progression so like it's it's both things good and bad um or annoying and good you know it's never that bad but it's just annoying um yeah so yeah i yeah totally agree i like that too um but man, well, so before we get to spoilers of what, the crazy shit, like, what, what did you think of the horror scenes and the horror, uh, the actual horror elements in the in the movie? I thought, um, I thought there were good good body horror. I like the body horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like how. I guess I like how overall, it reminded me of like the Babadook, hmm. um, in the aspect of like how they used uh, certain like lighting and angles and when. He would be able to like kill. Hmm. Um, what's it called? And it, it reminded me of that. Also, reminded me because of the, the little motions things with the little uh, cutouts in the shadow. The little oh man, that was like some of my favorite parts. It, it was too. It was a great way to tell the story in a mm-hmm. fucking creepy way. Um, Very creepy. I don't think I've seen it that way before. It's just like, it's just like the, it's the level of detail slash lack of detail. Right, right, like, right. I know what you mean. It's like that. Well, I'm looking at one of the things right here. It's like a picture. It's like 
they're wearing just like generic clothing and everything looks blocky, right? Yeah, but, it's, but it's then, so like, cool. The faces and the hands look really detailed, and you're like, "What the fuck? Yeah, like, why? Like, why? Why do you have to do that?" It's it is very, it is very cool and creepy, just like yeah. the Babadook Papa book from. Home. Yeah, so that reminded me of that too, but it's also it's also similar as like how um, in the mirror you get to kill like the things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my favorite one is the, the, the. Well, we'll get spoilers for that one, but yeah, okay. Um, what's it called? Overall, like I think it worked out for the most part. Um, how the killings happen, uh, how the uh, how the stuff. Um, so I would say, yeah, I think I think it worked out for me. And the clean. Um, some of it was just the. Uh, some of it was just like I just didn't know where the how supernatural they were going to go with it, but overall it felt because all of it supernatural regardless. But uh, overall, it felt uh, it felt kind of true to what they were going. For. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, you know, true enough anyway. Because again, I do have some issues, but yeah, I think it did a good, really good job. Surprisingly good job. Um, yeah. Um, okay, now we're going to get spoilers for uh, Candyman starting right now. What is he? The first one where it all began was in the 1890s. The story of Daniel Robitaille. He made a good living touring the country, painting portraits for wealthy families. But you know how it goes. They love what we make, but not us. Robitaille committed the ultimate sin of his time. They fell in love. They had an affair. She got pregnant. The girl tells her father and what? You know, he hires some men to hunt Robitaille down and told him to get creative. Chase him through here in the middle of the day. He collapses from exhaustion right near where the old tower and chestnut used to be. They beat him. They cut off his arm and jam a meat hook in the stump. They smear honeycomb from the nearby hives on his chest and let the bees sting him. A crowd started to form to watch the show. The big finale. They set him on fire. And he finally dies. But a story like that. A pain like that. Lasts forever. That's Candyman. So, he's real. Bell is real. Samuel, Sherman, Daniel Robitaille, they're all real. Candyman is how we deal with the fact that these things happened. That they're still happening. So I love how this movie obviously mentions it. Like actually self-aware. I mean, every every movie probably self-aware of this by now. Horror movie that uh, the white person will definitely play with dark powers, and uh, the black person will not. Um, my favorite, probably the most funniest part of this movie was when the girlfriend's like <laughs> in the laundry mat, laundromat. Uh, she goes to find that dude. Um, <laughs> she it leads her to uh, some basement. Creaky noises, no light. She's like, "Nope, just yep. leave." Nope. <laughs> I love the favorite part. Yeah, because and every white person's like, "Oh, you want to get in front of the mirror?" Like, oh, uh-huh. fuck, no. Well, that, that's that, that's my favorite part of the uh, of this. One of my favorite killings in the movie is the girls in the bathroom. Yes, yeah. Um, I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. Right. I mean, of course, because it works. It works also well because it's like 
I was like, it's just the fact that she came from Also the, the least deserving, technically, because of the least connected to it. It is the least connected to it, but yeah. at the same time, like, fuck her. So, like... Oh, yeah, they were they were totally, like, um, making fun of the uh, the one minority. Well, not the Sure, no, it but wasn't even that, but it was... But, yeah, but they were just it, doing it that right before. who right. went to the show. Who was right. like, have you heard of Candyman? I was like, oh, Jesus. Right. Just die already. Um, but besides that, I, I like her. I like I like their deaths, because it was just... It was a cool scene. I was shocked. It was cool. Yeah. Um, and I like the... The, what's it called, um... The critics, where you just see it in the background. Yeah, you know, I almost, I almost missed it. Did you? Oh wow! No, I'm, I'm, I mean, I was, I just didn't see it from the very beginning because I was actually, I kind of like it when there's the the exit shot or sometimes the establishing shot of like panning from something smaller to something farther away, and you start seeing a bigger picture of something. Usually, when they do high rises like that, it's just fun watching people yeah. watching and. and <laughs> I oh yeah, I, I hear what you saying. So like, I started looking over elsewhere, and then I noticed like her moving around. Like, holy fuck, she's getting killed! I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, that was that was insane. Yeah, that was, that was probably. At first, I thought that they weren't good. like. I'm, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe he got out. Maybe I don't know. Nope, he did. Yeah, and then uh, you brought it up. Um, what did you think of like them bringing up the? Uh, um. What Candyman is? Yes, this is the big picture, right? Um, what does Candyman represent? Well, you know, the dude kind of said that. Uh, right. What did you think about this? The, how he just, just just like hatred, right? Like a, almost like a revenge machine. Where is he? Gotta find the actor. Yeah, he's a very good actor. He's a very good actor. He's know. in uh, If Beale Street Could Talk. Um, I didn't see. That. Like, I'm pleased. He looks just like the character from that movie. I'm pretty sure that's him. No, I'm pretty sure it is Cedric Mays. No, I thought you meant Coleman Domingo. No, Coleman Domingo. It is Coleman Domingo. Yeah, right. I got it right. Right. Uh, hey. Oh, he's a Bojack Horseman. That's cool. Yeah, Bill Sugar Talk. That's him in that. Um, I haven't seen everything though. Oh, he cool. was in Matt Rainey's Black. Yeah, Matt Rainey. Uh, yeah, Matt Rainey's Black Bottom. That's right. That's where also where I saw him recently. Oh, Without okay. remorse, I do not remember at all him in that movie. But that movie was kind of forgettable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was in Selma too, but I don't remember him in that movie. Um, yeah, he's a good actor. Um, for, good voice, Jesus. Really good voice. No wonder oh, he man. does voice acting. He did a, such a creepy thing. Oh, him in the church was so creepy. Yes, that whole uh, yeah, that, that part of the. You mean when he's like, setting up with with the hook? Yes. Oh, Jesus, yeah, dude, that's dude. a good body horror. Oh, that was like really. Yes, cool. it was. It was really good, and yeah. he looked so like fucking manic. Like I was like, oh Jesus, like yeah, like how did you change? It looks so normal. <laughs> so one one kind of trope that happens in a lot of a lot of horror movies, especially here, you know, uh, early ones and in, in in the past or later ones in the past, um, that I didn't like that this movie does is that. The whole beast thing growing from his hand to his arm and everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, for, I, I wasn't sure if it was like maybe it's all like in his head. Uh huh. But then they show examples Jeez. of like it's not in his head. The, no, then people notice it. And I thought maybe like, oh, at first, the first time like it's noticed, I thought maybe it, it is just a beast thing. But to him, right, maybe it's worse. I'm trying to like excuse the movie, I guess, but no, it's not true. It's a, it does get worse. And, I have the same problem, with the and I hate and that's that. Where, I like, didn't like that. I, yeah. I don't like it either because I, I just like I hate it because like the movie's so self-aware of like what's your name going like nope, not going there, 
nope, we're not saying Candyman. Right. No, we're not, you know, shit like that. And I'm like, but you're not going to go look at this. You're not going to go check this out. Right. You're not going to go, like, keep picking at it. Like, and I get, like, he's losing track of, like, time and whatever, right? You right. think these weird trances. Right. No, I, I get I know. I get my it from state his is convinced, but, but like. I, no, no, I get it from his perspective, and that's fine. But, like, because, you know, whatever they're doing with the character, right? But, like, from nobody else, especially the girlfriend, and I know she's oblivious because she didn't even see the fucking blood when she walks into the, what's it called, uh, into the uh, gallery, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, like, how do you not see the, like, she's literally in there already, check paperwork, drinking coffee, all fun and games. Like, Everything's white right, and clean and shit. How do you you've not been notice there for it? 15 minutes, how do you not notice that shit? But that's a, yeah. that's a, honestly, that's a woman issue. Like, a guy walks in, a guy would notice that shit immediately. Like, in my opinion. Yeah. A guy walks in, you'd be like, what the fuck? Immediately, oh, motherfucker. Like, kind of shit. Um, but girls, like, of course, she would be so into whatever they're doing that nothing exists. Yeah. For what they're doing. Yeah. Well, um, she was it's just, like, it's just phone, so frustrating that she, like, she obviously sees that they have an issue. No, and no one ever brings it up. It's like, doesn't it hurt? Or doesn't it, like, why don't you take care of it? Well, the it mother doesn't even bring it up that exactly. much, it's if at all. Um, which was a cool scene otherwise. But the whole time in that scene, I was like, why aren't you talking about the obvious? Right, exactly. Horrible... What do you think about that connection with, um, since it is a sequel, obviously? But Yes, that was really cool. And then knowing the, the, the truth about that woman that say, the, with the fire and all yes, that. Yes, there we go. That That's was so cool. Yes. That was so satisfying. That, you know what? That made the movie, that actually kind of like. I'm like, he's a motherfucking baby. I'm like, when right. you get to that shit. <laughs> Right, exactly. I mean, I didn't nail it, but like way before, I just nailed it like a minute before. I'm no, like, I didn't nail it at all. But I was yeah. just like, that made the, that made the movie. Like, I was like, I think that connection made the movie a hundred percent like believable. Everything that's going on to the guy, yeah, and that's just the fact that he's like, I feel so attached to this thing. I definitely want to see the original and then watch this one again. Honestly. I want to. And what did yeah. you? Uh, and then I guess going to the original, and then I don't think the another problem with that movie. I don't. I get why they did it, I guess, just to show it. They mm-hmm. didn't need to show the guy's face at the end. Like, uh, how, what was the content? How did they show him? Remind me. Remember, she sees him. She's like, uh, don't let anyone forget or whatever the name of Candy or what Candyman is or something like that. Uh-huh. And he's, but it's the, it's like the line that he says in the original movie. Um, Again, I don't remember the original that much, so I didn't know that was like a clear throwback to that. Yeah, it is something that I remember. I, I did sport. think it was off off ba- like off putting not yeah, not in a like oh it's so off putting in, in like in a hallway well, no it's just Todd, not. Tony Todd but it looked Tony, CG yeah. CG'd it did look a little bit yeah, yeah you're right um it was it was you're right it was strange it was off putting in the in the like, the way it was placed in the scene but like I didn't know that it's uh again I need to watch the original that's what I gotta do um this man has 239 acting credits the, the guy Tony who played Todd the, original candy Really, that's a lot of credits. I mean, I know I've seen him in tons of shit for sure, but there's he's always like a, a he's always like a, a bit player usually. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. No, yeah, he's definitely iconic in 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 the horror world, like in for sure. Um. But yeah, yeah, he's uh, uh yeah. I need to watch the original, maybe even the sequels. I know they're bad. I'm sure. Uh, don't remember. Um. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is like. This is also, you know, Candyman, and this movie also feels this way, uh, this new uh, sequel. Um, Candyman is very, it's a uniquely, I mean, there's many unique 
American horror movies, but Candyman is so specific to America. And, <laughs> yeah, it really you know, it really fits just this fucking country. Like how <laughs> yeah. fucked up we are and how fucked up <laughs> Chicago is. It's so perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is so perfect. And this movie does that as well. Like captures that magic, I would say, overall. And uh, when it as a, as a sequel, you know. And again, I don't remember the other movies, but I know the original feels that way from my memory. Uh-huh. Um, and this one is for sure. Uh, yeah, it's just so. Yeah, I'm like yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's why we're so yeah, makes sense. I mean, honestly, I'm surprised reality hasn't done this to us yet. Like it hasn't sprung up <laughs> some fucking. You know, Mothman type creature or something based on our horrible sins and shame and sure. horrible debauchery and corruption. Like, I can't. Uh, and needless racism for just no reason. Like, I, I mean, yeah. As far as it hasn't actually happened, that's how much we deserve this kind of, like, this fucking horror icon. Um, yeah, so it worked out. I mean, it really revitalizes this whole thing for me. In a, in a cool way. I really I want to see. I want to see more. I want to see if they make more. I'm not saying like. Every year or anything. But like. Um, I would like to see another one too. Um, yeah. So I think maybe more. Uh, that ending. Where you didn't. Where it fell out of place for me. And I wasn't sure why. And then. For you. Uh, the CGI. Whatever. Showing the yeah. face. Well I just. It just. I was like. Ah. Did we need it? I get yeah. why it's there. But at the same time. I was like. Eh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess that was just like. A way to like. You know. He's on. He'll come back next time, right? I'll catch him. Catch Candyman's next time, next chapter, right? On whatever in twenty eight, twenty five. Um, but I want to mention the. I, I I do want to talk about a little bit about this. What's happening to him? The, the curse, whatever you want to call it. Um, I guess I wasn't sure about like the whole like being like zombied out at the uh-huh. end. Like just following the steps to go along with it, yeah, and and stuff. I guess I didn't. I was a little lost as to why that was happening that way. Yeah, obviously I went. I went along with it, but yeah. like, um, Jump. I guess uh, I didn't think the movie did it that uh, well enough for me to understand that necessarily. So a little bit on that. I do agree with that. Yeah, I feel like that we should have had like a scene with the la- uh, with what's his name from the laundromat guy. Um, we had just talked about him, Coleman. Domingo. Uh, Coleman Domingo. There. Yeah. Um, like doing something, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, I but felt like I needed that, more that, there. Yeah, yeah, but everything else worked that well. Yeah. What do you think about that? Them killing him, killing the cops, probably all worked out. That was great. Yeah, I also felt like, you know, I and I know very, I felt, very smart thinking on her though. <laughs> no, very smart. Yeah, I that scene with the cop when the cop brings him in and says what he says. Mm-hmm. To her, oh, like, oh, you can, we can do that. We can go this way, or we can go that way with it, story wise. Yeah, um, it felt like a very, like, common practice. Common practice, white and black thing, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it felt like a common practice, like in Chicago. <laughs> it felt like what? Common practice. It felt like a common practice, like in Chicago, though. like Chicago specific. I don't know why. No, yeah, no, no. No, no, that's a hundred. I feel that. Yeah, okay, I mean, you you felt it too. Yes. All right, perfect. That's part I, of the reason why I said that earlier that we deserve just, this fucking uncanny. No, I know we do. It's just yeah. so funny. It's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sorry, Carlos Chicago, but yeah, this is the reputation you have. This is the reputation. It goes have. back to hitting, you know, suspect with phone books, sure, but like still going. We still hasn't stopped. We just still we have we have those feelings are still there. Yeah, so um, uh, at least the thoughts of them they need to change. They need to fix their image for sure somehow. Yeah, uh, just do a good job. How about that? Greater months. Um, for like ten years straight or something. Um, yeah. I don't know. Increase your murder success rate, like coverage. Um, anyway, um, I don't know. I think that's it on Candyman. Very cool movie. I feel like, I mean, there's a lot we talk about, I guess, but um, that's all I got, roughly. Anyway, how about you? Uh, yeah, no, that's all I got, too. I thought it was, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you. Cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, check it out, Candyman, in theaters right now. Not available anywhere else, just in theaters right now. Um, so check it out. Anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review... What was the movie? <laughs> uh, we're doing our marathon pick now. So it's uh, 20 years ago. Am I correct? Yes. And uh, we're doing uh, Black Hawk Down. Yes. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Stay with us. Find out what that's about. Roger that. Is that... Go! Go! I need extra security on these Humvees. Go! I'll go. I'll take my team. Make sure they get back okay. Do it. Stooker, you'll need Humvees. The elite U.S. soldiers drop into Somalia to capture two top lieutenants of a renegade warlord and find themselves in a desperate battle with a large force of heavily armed Somalis. This is Black Hawk Down, 2001, um, directed by Ridley Scott. Uh, written, the book is written by Mark Bowden, Bowden and uh, screenplay by Ken Nolan. Starring the Josh Hartnett. 
The George Hartman. A lot of big fucking actors, actually. A lot of big fucking actors. Let me get to them because it's like amazing cast if you think about it. Josh Hartnett, uh, Ewan McGregor, Tom Sizemore, love Tom Sizemore, Eric Bana, who or Bana, who is um fucking Incredible Hulk, poor guy. Uh, William, uh, <laughs> uh, Ewan Bremer, love Ewan Bremer. Um, Sam Shepard, Gabriel Cassius, uh, Kim Coates, uh, Ron Eldred, uh, Hugh Dancy. 22. Uh, Jason Isaacs, who a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeljeko Ivanek, or Zeljeko, who plays a um, guy in the Blackhawk, the, one of the main guys. The Blackhawk that goes down? No, no, no. no. <laughs> He's uh, one of the guys in charge of the <laughs> yeah. generals or whatever. Anyways, um, a lot of big name actors. Uh, For sure. Question. Yeah. There's a guy in here. Um, I forget who it was. Uh, definitely even lesser known than those ones you named. Maybe he was one of the names. That looks like a young. Um, who plays Venom again? Uh, what's his name? And Bane and shit. What's his name? Um, oh, uh, bollocks. Um, bollocks. Uh, I know who you. T- uh, so bad with me. I just had it in my in my head too. It's the worst. It's the worst. Uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. There is a guy who looks like Tom Hardy. There's like a young Tom Hardy. At first, I was like, "Is that really Tom Hardy?" And I looked it up. I didn't see his name anywhere on there. I'm like, "Oh, okay. I guess that's not him." I'm like, "But shit!" I'm like, "If else has Tom Hardy, like before he got big and shit." Huh? Oh, Jeremy Piven's in the movie too. Jeremy Piven. That's right. He is. He's. uh, He's he's one of the ones who gets shot down. Blackhawk. Because he's one of the pilots. Mm -hmm. Tom Hardy isn't it. If he is. He's Twombly. He is in it. It is in it. Huh? I thought I looked through the names. I didn't think I see it. Saw it. So that was him. Yeah. That was a very young him. Wow. So I didn't. Okay. Cool. I feel very a little better then. Feel better and worse because I didn't get it right after I thought that was him, and then it wasn't. And then Orlando Bloom's in the movie too. That's right, Orlando, Orlando Bloom. Yeah. yeah. He was a he was a huge, huge star. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. For a while. Then. And obviously, Sam Shepard is super famous by the time they did this. Yeah. Yeah. The first 20 names are all like, I've seen them in so many things. So many things, yeah. Uh, well, Tom Sizemore just came out of, uh, at that point, 98 was Saving Private Ryan. Right? And this is 2001. Was Saving Private Ryan? Before, yeah. So 90, you said 98, that was? I think so, 98 or 99. It was 99. Um. <laughs> I'm just saying because that's like. Oh, did you recognize uh, Nikolai Nikolai Coster Waldo? Ninety-eight for Saving Private Ryan. Nikolai who? Nikolai Coster Waldo was in this movie too. You recognize no. him? No. He's in. He uh, plays Jamie oh, Lannister. Sh- wow. Yeah, right. Plays Jamie fucking Lannister. That's crazy. A lot of fucking actors. In, in, this, in this crazy cast, Orlando Bloom is like 30th place. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, he really is. Considering how big he was, you know, give or take. Um, and then there's, uh, man, so many. Anyway, pretty big cast. Anyway, you were, you were saying, that's just the cast. Keep going. <laughs> that's just the cast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is my pick. We were to pick uh, 20th anniversary. Sorry, we're going back the 10 year last time, 20. I think we're doing 30 and then 40, right? Anyways, we'll no, no, we're not going up to forty. I think just thirty. Just thirty. Okay, perfect. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think it was her. You're right, you're right. So, uh, this is my choice. Um, what did I pick it? I picked it for a couple of reasons. Um, I picked it because, well, first of all, I remember it being, I haven't seen the movie in forever. Um, I think I've seen parts of it, like, on in Spanish on TV. So it's already, like, heavily edited, and then it's just the voices are completely different. So, um, but besides that, I think I haven't seen it since maybe 10 years ago, easily, or over. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, I kind of wanted to rewatch the movie and remember, besides why is it, like, a still a really well-known slash um, well-regarded movie, right? Yeah. Um, so that's one of the reasons. And another reason is uh, we're in the 20th anniversary of, uh, what's it called? Of 9-11. Um, I know this doesn't take place or has anything to do with 9-11, but to the point of, like, you know, just, um, I guess... Uh, I mean, it's part of American history. It right? is a part of American history. And now, uh, 20 years ago, I mean, 9-11 is a part of American history. It is very much part of, you know, it was crazy as that. It's a generation ago, Raf. Um, 9-11 happened so a generation I'll bring, ago. I'll bring something up about 9-11. I'm yeah. at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a moment of silence. Oh, yeah? Um, for, yeah, for 9-11. And um, I had somebody ask me, why, are, why do we have a moment of silence? And I was like, today's the anniversary of 9-11. And they were like, oh, oh, like, didn't even realize. Yeah. And I was like, right. And I've had other people who I bring up who are like 21, so like born a year after or like pretty much the year of or whatever, right? Yeah. And then I'll bring it up to them and they'll be like, I don't get it though. And I'm like, unreal. Like, I. Well, now I'm, you know how all I'm, those old people felt when we didn't I, give a shit. I, I honestly do. I, don't, I never not gave a shit. But you know what well, I mean, but, but we dismissively not understand. Dismissively not understand, exactly. Like, you know, I'm not so saying the ignorant. guy is, like, stomping all over your shit. He's just, like, so saying, ignorant. oh, I don't get it, you know. So ignorant. It makes yeah. perfect sense. Like, this is cyclical as fuck as you get older. Unreal. It's always going to happen. And no, none of us will ever <laughs> learn it, learn this lesson generationally. No. It's crazy. And that's what depresses me. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> not the fact that I'm old and shit. Just the fact that it'll always be happening because no one's gonna really understand until they have to when they're age forty or thirty, whatever how old we are. Um, yeah, and we're young too. We're like not even that old, actually. We're like, not even you know, that old. as old as we are, we're not that old, actually. No, no. no. So like, it's that's fucked up. It's already happening like this. You know, I know it's, it's a generation ago. Fucking bonkers! It's a generation ago. Uh-huh. Fucking. Bonkers. And I looked it up too. I was like, "Is that we live? How long a generation?" I looked it up. Like generation is typically twenty to thirty years. I'm like, "Yeah, twenty years at least." It's yeah. a young generation ago, but still, still, yeah. yeah. Or uh, yeah. yeah, sorry. Anyways, no, no, no. You hit everything on the nose. Um, that being said, let's talk about this movie. Uh, so yeah, this movie. Uh, I think it still holds up. I think it's a it's fucking crazy. I actually didn't remember a lot of the movie, and I was like, "This movie's two and a half hours." Like, what the fuck? Um, I was like, "What? The fucking black hat goes down. They need to save it. Like, what the fuck? What do you mean? Does it go so slow? Does it go in slow motion? Down? I just didn't like. I didn't remember that right. they literally go to war with the whole fucking like. I mean, listen, we're talking. We're gonna talk about spoilers. It's a twenty-year-old movie. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. For this, I, I, I just yeah. say it to say it, right? Yeah. For that one guy who's, like, what do you mean? Um. So like, just, like they go to they go to war with the whole fucking city, like, uh, and it's bonkers, like. The fact that, um, like, even though they're like way less equipped with weapons and stuff like that, and everything they use against them, but 
they do their job of making, stalling them and still managing to kill a bunch of, you know, um, soldiers and, uh, and stuff like that and what they do to uh, prevent them to, from getting to their people and stuff, you know, uh, or helping their people and everything they do to fight back even though they are so much uh, less less equipped, but they still manage to do what they have with with what they have, and it's a crazy like basically makes it a crazy long fight that was supposed to be a thirty minute mission that took like over what fourteen hours or more than that I don't know mm-hmm. over a day or something. It's crazy, 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 crazy. Um, but yeah, that was a uh, interesting thing. I didn't expect it, but the movie still holds over. I think. Um, for I guess not first impressions, but the movie still holds over. Uh, good acting. Um, uh, I feel like when they hired Tom Sizemore for the role, they were like, "I just want you to stand there and be like, uh, be commanding, but at the same time, <laughs> funny. You figure it out, though." And they're like, "What?" And it's like. And I just feel like they, because he sounds like he, he feels like he's gonna about to say a joke at any moment, but like he doesn't because he's you know he's like in a role like like he doesn't have that like I just I don't know something about time size we're seeing him there I just feel like he needs to chuckle or laugh at every moment I see him. Um, yeah. 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 No, I can see that. Um, it's like uh, equal. It's like be a drill and then be a sergeant, but never a drill sergeant. <laughs> but never. A drill. Um. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Uh, uh, Elsa Sizemore is a perfect like war guy at this point. After, after especially after Saving Private, right? Saving Private, right? Exactly. Yeah. Very much so. I mean, a lot of these guys actually are very perfect, like little perfect soldier type looking and how acting. You know, I would say Sam Shepard. I mean, Sam Shepard is nowhere near like typecast like this, but like he does a really good job of it. You know, being the colonel or yeah. admiral. Yeah, but. I- I think they do an overall job, good job of like bringing up like different perspectives of like the soldiers and what they do and why they do these things, mm-hmm. um, and then how like the leave no man behind thing. I mean, that's a hell of a thing to say to, and especially to hold over for the fact that the situations that they put themselves in for those to to do that is fucking bonkers, you know? Um, yeah, watching it, that's just and also yeah, and uh, I don't have the. I mean, I could look it up right now. It's not a big deal as I talk, but um, you know, Billy Scott, a uh, very interesting filmmaker, maybe back then at this time because um, I don't think he had done. Uh, I mean, much of a war thing. So before this, he did. I know he did GI Jane. GI Jane, yeah. and That's I know about it. GI yeah, Jane, and then. Yeah, Gladiator. Right before that, right? Um, well, she won. Right, is that what he won? He probably won the Oscar at that at that point. Yeah, GI Jane, Gladiator, and uh, Jesus Christ. Hmm. What's after Gladiator? Well, uh, Hannibal. So GI Jane, Gladiator, Hannibal, Black Hawk Down. That's literally the order. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. And Hannibal and Black Hawk Down came out the same year. Yeah. And before that was that was big, big was Dalmon Luis. Yeah, yeah. In ninety one, and his eighties are the iconic Blade Runner and the iconic. Correct, Blade. correct. Yeah, 
What I'm saying is that I like how, I mean, even if they don't all work, because they don't all work, but like, mm-hmm. I like how he like, tr- you know, always does like a different thing, different genre. And uh, yeah, this one he showed he could tackle on the war genre, you know, um, or the war setting or whatever you want to call it. But like, yeah, he hadn't done really a war film or based on true events kind of war movie. And um, he did a good job, I think. And, you know, because uh, by this time, 2001, two, whatever, um, uh, there were uh, a few staples in American cinema of directors and filmmakers and stuff uh-huh. that um, would get this kind of script to make this kind of movie. Um, I don't remember. I, I mean, the only one that comes to my mind immediately is Michael Bay. Um, Michael Bay had has always had like a great rapport with the U.S. military. Oh, great! From the nineties, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, he has permission to use so much shit for them from them. Um, you know, the low is always presented and shit. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's still on anymore, but like he had a great relationship with them, and uh, because of that, he was able to do a lot of a, a lot of things that uh, others can't. You know. As far as like what you can use or what you can't show, what kind of actions you can make, um, and then there are others too. Like uh, I forgot the guy, but the guy he, uh, this is the director. Um, sorry, it's 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 like in the tip of my brain. He did a lot of those football things. He started that Sunday Friday Night Lights show. Um, there's a lot of Americana stuff, and he has also had similar things where he's done a few of those. Like he did uh, that Survivor, Lonely Survivor, or um, Lone Survivor. Lone Survivor, there you go. Not Lonely. <laughs> Lone Survivor, right. The the creator of Lone Survivor? No, the director of Lone Survivor, I think it was. Oh. But the creator of the other show, one of the lead executive director, uh, producers or something. I remember his name if I hear it, but I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, and there's others too, but my point is that really Sky just comes in, does a really good one, and then gets out. Doesn't do another war movie after that, as far as I can see. <laughs> You know what? That's true. He does very much just like, I'm going to walk in. Peter Berg? Peter Berg. That's the motherfucker. Yeah. 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 You always yeah. want to say burger, but it's Berg. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you're not wrong about Ridley Scott at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only one he comes back to a lot more is, I will say, sci-fi for sure. Um, With or, or drama, Alien. if you want to say that. But like. Maybe thrillers even, but like he did a con movie, never came back and did another con movie. You know? Right. With so Matchstick Man. Right. right. Kingdom of Heaven. Kingdom of Heaven's great. That's good. The, the director's cut. It. The director's cut, though. Oh, A Good Year, he did? I never saw that. It looked bad. Yeah. American Gangster. Good movie. Uh, Body of Lies, which you can see, I guess, is another. Oh, wait, war that movie. is kind of like a war movie, but it's isn't a spy it? Movie. It's like a spy war movie. Oh, right, right. I did. So, I, I can't, isn't that Leo? Yeah, that's Leo, yeah. I, I did see it, but I don't remember anything about it. it. Yeah, I remember it. I sort okay. of. He did Robin Hood, the, one of the... Right, period piece, uh, legend. Uh-huh. Uh, Prometheus. Right. Uh, Exodus, Gods, and Kings. Let's get it. Uh, Exodus, Gods, and Kings. He did that? Yeah, yeah. What? That sounds familiar. I don't remember anything about it, though. I may uh, have not seen it. I didn't see it. It was one of those movies I didn't see. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else? Did the Martian? He did, he did the, a bunch. Are you sure he directed? He directed the Martian. Are we? Are you looking at produced? I was trying to look at for directing because uh, yeah, he directed the Martian. He really did, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. 
I'm wow. looking at directed. I'm not looking at produced. He did Prometheus, right? I just uh, don't remember that at all. Yeah, he totally did forget. a couple I shorts. Alien Covenant. I never saw all the money in the world either. Hennessy, the Seven Worlds. Don't even know what that's about. Missed that one entirely. The Last Duel. I heard about that. That's coming out. Um, if has it come out yet? No, it hasn't come out yet. Um, it says twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know what date. Yeah, it say. October 15th release date. But they have been putting a bunch of trailers for it, though. Mm-hmm. It looks good. Uh, All the Money in the World. Which one's that one? That's the one. Isn't that the one with... Uh, Christopher Richard. Plummer. Yeah, they rep- isn't that the one where they replaced... Um, uh, what was his name? Uh, that actor that got me too'd and was a fucking asshole, actually. Kevin Spacey was that the one that uh, well, he, entirely like they made the movie with Kevin Spacey and they replaced it with Plummer exclusively like they managed to, to, to digitally do it is that the, is that this movie I heard I about know. it I don't know I have to look into it anyway interesting yeah he anyway, this guy of, works a lot he's yeah. very much I mean I guess he does have like a he does have a what I was trying to think of like I guess he does like more of a type of movie, but really it's just sci-fi, I guess he does come back to it overall. Right. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to this movie though. Yep. Um, what do you want to talk about? Uh yeah, this is the movie. The reshoots needed to replace Kevin Spacey. Sorry, I had to look at it. Cost them ten million dollars to do. Um crazy. What do I want to talk about this movie? Um I just think of something who, even at your best executed plan, the craziness of the movie, which is uh, how like it just goes to shit. Um, mm-hmm. Something as simple as uh, what was it? Well, why did it go to shit? Was it they couldn't because they get the because they shoot the helicopter down right, and then it just starts like it just starts going to shit because they couldn't get the communications and then they couldn't get the proper transportation. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, I guess I wanted to talk about the fact that uh, this, um, what's it called? Is this like, it's, it's technically based on true events, right? Everything that happened. They're taking the book's perspective, which is what happened. And the guy's perspective, right? Whatever he wrote down. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what I wanted to bring up was more of the fact that what I want to talk about would be how, what what did you think, like, would you think following Josh Hartnett, because I'm just, that's the, right, that's our main character in the movie. Was yeah, it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's he's more of the main character, but do you feel like, should it have been more of a follow Josh, Josh Hartnett person um, overall? I mean, they show you the overall picture of everything that's going on, so you get it, right? Mm-hmm. But like, do you feel like, Focusing on on him as the new leader um, was the better choice, or would have been the better choice to follow more like Eric Bana's character, who was hmm. the more veteran character in the movie, and obviously knew the decisions that he needed to make. Yeah, wait, was that a question? Yeah. 
I said I missed it. I said, do you feel it would have been oh. better to follow more of Eric Bana, or do you feel like? Oh, I missed the part of the question. I thought yeah, you were yeah, stating sorry. it. I'm sorry. I no, no, no. That I, was I know my bad. Yeah, no, okay. Um, like I feel like the. I mean, you would get a completely different perspective, um, because then I would be more of a. But I mean, you obviously get more of what's going on with him and the people, right? Um, but I think Eric, without like the him coming back, Eric Banner's character. Mm-hmm. Um, and with his, uh, what it was, it Delta Force, something like that, right? Oh, I, um, I couldn't keep or up. Or Delta Squad, I think it was Delta Squad or something like that. Yeah, that he's part of, like that, because he's like that guy who's like knee deep in it. He's the one collecting information on the ground floor and stuff like that. I feel like that character is what like Leo is in Body of Lies, kind of, where he's more um, active into the everything. Or Edgar Ramirez's character in uh, Zero Dark Thirty, something or like that. very much so, yes. And I feel like following that character would have been almost like better because maybe, of... maybe it would have been more rich in info right yeah i guess it would have yeah more more rich in info i just well, i'm just curious as to like what you think would have yeah, been so i think that i think the movie had itself like a set course of of rules or a challenge like it gave yeah. itself rules of like never it didn't want to leave like the scene of this like the crime the, the scene of the crime so to speak right where everyone's falling or where everyone's yeah. stuck um, it didn't want to leave any soldiers, even if they were um, dead. Like even even then, you still kind of cut back to that area. Sometimes you know, from time to time, even if there was no one alive. Like I think it wanted to stay in the moment to the carnage of what was going on, and uh, doing so probably limits any kind of like you know room for background info or anything like that. Even by Eric Bana. Um, who definitely is like the one, like like he's like the kind of guy in the corner, like drinking whiskey and not eating, and you know, and he knows too much. He's been there too long, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, talk about like a city with uh, seemingly an endless supply a, of yeah, fucking insurgents or whatever they call them or villains. I mean, it's their it's their fucking city. They're very much. Right. What do you, I mean? What's crazy is that, like, I feel like this is something that, like, and it's like a an American thing where we're totally like I don't know how other countries are because I, I can't speak for other countries, but we're very much uh, um, sheltered. That's the word I was looking for. Sheltered to the rest of the world's activities, right? And so, like the rest of the world makes it big enough for us to, for our media to talk about it, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, they bring it up at the beginning of the movie, where it's like, basically almost like a genocide, right? Where it's like the, the people, the Aditi, the guy who they're trying to get overall. Yeah. yeah. Um, he like starves his people out. The, the Saddam water. Hussein of Somalia. Correct, right? He doesn't even want to give them water that like 300,000 people die and like a couple weeks or something crazy like that, like a crazy amount of number, like it's just crazy when you think about it, right? Um, what's it called? Uh, and you're like, and that's why the Americans and the UN, right, step in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you're like, well, like somebody has to do something. UN right? always feels useless, and I know they are kind of useless. Yeah. In real life, I mean. Right. Um, but also, like, they're, I mean, they're useless only as much as we let them have power. 
also. I, I mean, think. essentially, very much so. I mean, yeah. right, and, but it's just uh, like it, it feels like it does feel like um, America's meddling into things that they shouldn't be. But at the same time, like you have a point of like, well, why wouldn't you? Even one of the generals says it right when he's or they catch that one guy. Um, right. It's it, they have the same the Somalian thing um, problem or genocide thing, you know, um, dictator, all everything they have going on and during this time period, it's a similar to what, um, uh, Rwandans would, you know, were saying like, the was it, I'm sorry, I'm really bad with remembering this kind of thing. So I'm just going to say the faction that was killing a lot more of the other faction. Um, yeah. they were saying like, this is a civil private matter with us. Like this, this whole, like, I think they called it something uh, like uh, expulsion or eradication, like something total. They were going to kill everyone, right? right? And it did. They killed like 300,000 people in one day. Fucking crazy massacre. Um, and they were telling UN and other peacekeepers and whatever, like, stay away from this. This is not your fucking matter. Um, that's what they. That's what these Somalians were saying to the Americans. Right. Um, similar fashion. <clears throat> Which is why usually in these kind of things, they kind of leave the Americans alone because they don't want to incur the wrath of they, they learn from Japan's mistake with the Pearl Harbor. Like, no, don't don't do that. Let's not let's not do that. Right. But uh, yeah, some yeah, we do meddle, and it's it's and it's it is it's it's funny, not in a real funny, haha. It's ironic in several ways, and it's and it's we are, we we're prophets of our own doom, really, when it comes to this stuff, because we are in a very unique position. I don't know how the rest of the world sees us. It can't be good. And I, and I, and I, I can, I can, I don't want to get political. The movie also does a really good job of not being political. Yeah. I mean, it has the, Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm jumping around tangents, but I just remembered that it has like a painfully long intro of a bunch of text. I'm like, dude, we don't need all this. Um, I didn't like that. Actually, What's, what, which is funny. Cause I think, a lot of movies nowadays moved away, moved away from that thing. Thank God. No, thank fucking God they did that. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like it's definitely in a time of, like, you want that info. But I feel like um, that info makes more sense. I don't think the like, that much. No, right, I just feel like that movie, No, no, no. I, I agree. The movie doesn't need that much. But what I'm saying, or the dilemma itself, right? Like, you could have yeah. said that. You could have. Someone could have said that in, in the movie. Hmm. Um, and it would have been better. Expose. But... I feel like this is like something that you would do like in Band of Brothers does it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it makes sense in Band of Brothers, right? Like, I don't know how, why they're doing it and everything else, all the text that you get. Yeah. Because of, I guess it's more history, not that it's better history, more history. It's mm-hmm. just that it's for, it's a, this one was more current, I guess, when it came out. Um, yeah. And like, I guess getting that information was like, okay, I guess we should wait for the history to see where the chips fall. <laughs> yeah. Um, more in that aspect, right? Yeah, I don't know. I just also felt like, yeah, you could have summarized it, even though it was already heavily summarized. But <laughs> yeah, and 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 also like it doesn't. I mean, uh, even though that is kind of like very much of its time, the whole texting like that I found annoying, and I, I probably found it annoying back then too. Honestly, it, it just seems like way more than usual. Um, I also didn't like. I also like not that I didn't uh, that I like. I did like that. Uh, the movie really doesn't linger or glorify itself or the situation that much. Uh, as far as historically speaking, it's not really up his own ass about it. It really just wants to stay in the moment for it um, and just see through the characters that it kind of showed you a little bit here and there as much as they could with an ensemble this big. Um, and, and remember, even even major characters, uh, 
like Josh Hartnett and Eric Bana and stuff, or Sam Shepard, like they get, will get the most screen time. It's always like in little spurts among the spurts of any of all the rest of the cast. You know, yeah. getting spurts of of scenes and shootings and and like um, or death scenes, and um, deaths can come just as quick or really f- or fade out after a long you know prolonged thing of like you know you're bleeding to death. So they're fucking crazy. Yeah, I think it w- yeah, I think you know I would have been okay with the long text opening if if it if it smash cut right into the you know going to get the hostage or going to kidnap these people or whatever straight to mission you know not talking to that general and shit i don't know like i said mixed stuff but yeah i don't know i i I, it's it's just it's an interesting combination of things that are popular and not popular in in war type movies of war movies of that time um that we're doing based on real things real events uh yeah very interesting definitely far removed from platoon but pretty close to like you know, what the Saving Private Ryan? So you said like three years before, yeah, and like, and um, I forgot Michael Bay's movie already. Whatever, there are others. Transformers? <laughs> no, no. There's a that war movie he did of a couple, a few years after this. Um, I forget. Doesn't matter. Yeah, don't matter. Um, anyway, yeah, very interesting I, placement for this movie. Where, where, do, where do you? Where would you place this? And. What is the type of, the type of movie? real real events movies? Uh, American Sniper does this. Um, Sniper. Lone Survivor, right? We talked about that one already. Yeah, um, I, I was. Uh, yeah, I guess let, I, I guess it would fit in with. Those. Let's avoid anything in World War Two or Vietnam and uh, under because I feel like <laughs> yeah, you can literally just throw a rock and you'll hit something right from those movies. So from maybe those, like Jarhead. Yeah, Jarhead would be right. There you go, perfect. Jarhead would be something like that. Where, where, where do you think this this movie fits in those type of movies that have come out? Uh, well, it fits like those, like the ones we just gave examples. Right, no, no, I get that. But where, where, where I guess I'm trying to say, where, where, where would you rank them? Oh, yeah. rank them, rank them. Yeah. Okay, okay, I see what you mean now. Okay, okay. Um, well, I, you know, I don't remember much of Jarhead, but I, I kind of, and that's a Sam Mendes movie, I think. Um, I think um I think I enjoyed that movie or I think I found it interesting in the in the way it was doing things but honestly uh compared to the other two I, this movie is way, way better why because uh, it feels like it's not trying to sell me anything there you go right and I feel like um there is less yeah, I, I agree with fluff you. I guess maybe yeah. I don't know if that's the right term either I I feel like it's not doing anything too stylized, you know what I'm saying? Besides, yeah, there like, isn't. The, right, I'm saying like it's not doing anything too stylized. The most stylized things is anything. Them I, I kind of think that's what really Scott's about in general. Like yeah. I, you know, that's part of why he kind of like zigzags between genres and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, is that he actually? I mean, he, I'm sure he has a style. I know he has a style, and I don't know if I know if I went f- from shot to shot, I can see so many similarities and stuff in the rhythm of his direction or whatever you want to say. But like. He doesn't have such. He doesn't have such a unique, flashy style, or a style where, like, if you watch one frame or one scene of a movie, you know, hey, that's a Michael Bay movie. Hey, that's a Brian Singer movie. Hey, right. that's a, um, <laughs> yeah. that it makes him like almost like an everyman director, where he can direct whatever and just direct the script as opposed to, or direct the script well enough or well to a certain degree or well in a technical fashion that that it doesn't need any style or any right. extra style. So, like, this movie comes off as 
better for me because, it ain't, like I said, not selling me some American pipe dream of history. Yeah. You know? I guess that's what it is. Maybe I feel like something certain, like that. I feel like some movies, it it wants to overtly sell that, right? Instead of, I guess, just taking the the subject matter or whatever the case is. I mean, Hicksaw like, Ridge pissed me off. You know, which one? Hicksaw Ridge, the Mel Gibson movie. Hacksaw Ridge. Hack, did I say Hicksaw? Hacksaw then. Yeah, Hacksaw. Well, I thought you said Pixar, and I was like, Pixar? I was like, what the fuck? Pixar Ridge? Um, no, no. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, dude, the only movie I can think of that has Ridge in it is Hacksaw. And I was like, oh, Hacksaw Ridge. I was like, it's gotta be that. I was like, hold on. Um, There's a lot of Ridge movies. There is a lot. That's the Andrew Garfield one, right? Yes, that's it. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, man, that movie pissed me Hacksaw Ridge pissed you off. And that one has a lot of slow motions and, and a lot of blood and a lot of craziness. But Yeah, yeah. I just feel like uh, some things are... Some subject matters you're just going to be able to... Something's not going to blend well, right? But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I feel like uh, like American Sniper, I thought that was a good one, right? Yeah, I know. Like, you, I didn't like it that much. I know you didn't like it. I'm, I'm, I'm not fucking like, the, the advocate for the American Sniper. I'm just saying... I oh, I'm, no, I'm in the minority in that. Everyone. No, that's fine. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, but like, I think like Lone Survivor wasn't a good one, right? For example. Um, and I just feel like it's like it's just... if. I feel like they just did it to do it because they know it's going to sell for the American public or whoever they're trying to sell it to, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, okay, like, but I, I, and not that the battle shouldn't be like told or in movie format, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have that issue. I just feel like at least if you're going to do it, do it to tell us what happened or whatever the case, even if it's in a stylized format. Um, I just feel like don't make it more than what it wasn't. Or what it was. You know? And I feel like in Black Hawk Down, I'm not getting anything more than what it was or what it was. You know what I'm saying? Because it is so down to earth. Right? Yeah. From what I'm getting from the movie, I can't ever tell you if it is or it isn't because I wasn't in any military thing. But compared to those other movies, I always feel like those other movies are like selling the American ideals of the military or whatever. You know? Yeah. And I just like, that is why this movie is better. And that's what I was trying to get. I was really curious. It's like, I would have ranked this obviously higher, the same, same aspect as you, as other ones, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm just um, curious because this is like, this is like one of the movies that I guess starts the more current like uh, battles or battles that we live for, you know? So yeah. So I mean, uh, around this time and definitely um, immediately after, because yeah. 2001, guys, 9/11, the, 9/11. the changes the world in so many ways. Yeah, I mean, for Americans, for Americans, just for Americans, uh, changes our world very much. Fucking security alone. Um, and um, so, war movies a lot became a lot of Iraq. You think of the Kingdom. You think of fucking so many. Body Lies, I think it's based on there. Um, so many different um, Middle Eastern confrontations. Zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty, you know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't count that one. So that, that reminded me is that the, my favorite contemporary of this era uh, uh-huh. war movie is actually the Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker, yeah, the Hurt Locker. That's probably my favorite. Who is the same director of Zero Dark Thirty? Of course, Catherine <laughs> yes. Bigelow did that. Um, that one has has style for sure, but it has this ultra realistic combination thing that makes it just uh, as, and it has like an actual message or a very specific point. That other yeah. movies usually touch on, or is it like a secondary message? It's like number one thing in yeah. Hurt Locker, and obviously it show obviously brought on Jeremy Renner, 
as a main uh, as an actor for the first time for a lot of people. So, who is Hawkeye? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So yeah, I would say that was my that would be my favorite. But this one, good, good, good second. Unless I could think of another one, which I haven't yet. Um, but yeah, but war war has always been fascinating to me as a uh, as a historical thing, like finding out about it. I, I you know from audio books and stuff to podcasts. I, I do kind of. I'm not like an expert in anything, but even no. in, even in listening or reading them, like I've only fucking grazed the surface, really. Um, but I, I am fascinated by it. Uh, war in general and different types, not just American. It's not like patronage or anything. Um, but we we are involved in a lot of fucking wars, so there is a lot to mine. Yeah. So um, concerning how young we are as a country, but uh, and for some reason in war war movies. War movies are always interesting in the sense I've always found them fascinating as a movies as a genre, only because it seems like I don't want to say it's a duty that sounds wrong. It seems like a go-to move for any director with five or more movies. Hmm. You know, like at some point, <laughs> yeah, everyone wants to, or I don't know, maybe there's some sort of fucking rule of Hollywood has to. Um, make a, a war picture, you know. Yeah, you feel like uh, you make this one, we'll let you make something else, kind of movie. Maybe, right? Yeah, and I, I know that there's so many that haven't. You could give me like, and could give you a lot of examples of many directors, many directors that don't. Yeah, but so you'd be surprised how many of them have, though. No, I know, I know. It's a lot. Yeah, a lot. You know, even Tarantino, right? Did one, and then everyone's done one. Clean Eastwood, like we said, he did fucking two movies that connected about it and shit. And almost always World War Two, but some of them do spread out differently. Right. I just, different types. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I try to, like, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I feel like uh, World War Two is, like, um, most of the time, you can do a pretty good job of those movies. Just about all any movie that comes out. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's it's really the fall of our uh, of our well, innocence. I just think it's also the fact that it's you can be or it's the height of our innocence. Whatever you can you can write it is. But it's also like you can be um, as on it. There's a lot of information about it, you know. So you mm-hmm. can be as more. There's more detail to it, and you can put more um, of that. I guess from that history. There's just that history to it. Mm-hmm. Compared to something that's more current, you know, um, it's a little bit harder, I guess. I mean, yes and no. And uh, I think that's a if that is if that is an element that stops them or makes you know World War Two movies more whatever more viable. It, it, maybe it is, but I think it's minor. It's I think it's other things. I think it's um, it is like I don't know. I, I don't want to get political, I guess, but it's like. It's like selling the the, the dream of sure. America, kind of thing. It, it's 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 much more greenlit because it does that. I think by nature it does that. It's easier for to get funding for it because of what we generally think of World War Two, yeah. um, and because you know our adversary is so villainous, right? You know, uh, it's so easy to just do it. Um, but when you start introducing like especially like the Hurt Locker, you know, we just got out of it. We just got out of that Afghanistan stuff. Yeah. 20-year war. 
20 years. I mean, 20 years ago, 9-11, 20-year war because of it. And a generation-long war, the longest war in our history. We just got out of it like weeks ago. Not even. Weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yep. Like, it's insane to me. Like, um, and that's a lot of gray. There is no white in there at all. And uh, no one's, I mean, uh, I mean, everyone's at, no one's had, no one has no fault. That's my point. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, it's harder to, to watch and it's harder to, to swallow and stuff like that. But movies like this, you know, Somalia one, this Somali encounter is definitely smaller, way smaller yeah. in scale. It's even smaller I, than Korea, which is only like a few years. I also feel like uh, you can definitely get the perspective now. Um, since mm-hmm. We're so connected worldly. Yeah. Um, you can get the, because, you know, you're trying to sell me the perspective of the Americans, right? At all times, because we're watching American movies, right? Um, but you can sell me, you, I can see if there was a war in Somalia, right? I can see the, if they make a Somalian movie from the perspective of Somalians, and then they make an American version of it, I can see both perspectives nowadays, right? And there's more, it's all, it's like whoever writes history, essentially, right? Is like the victor, right? It's like the other Yeah, story. right, yeah. Um, so, like, you can get more of the whole picture, not just the perspective of something. Nowadays. Yes. Yes. And sometimes also now, since something is too current, you're almost just like, well, I mean. Well, imagine, imagine if Somalia had uh, flourished from the time of this incident that Black Hawk Down is based on. Yeah. And now flourished in a way that unprecedented, right? For mm-hmm. such a small and pro- impoverished country that it, used, that it still is, actually. I mean, they created, I know that a lot of pirates are Somalian pirates out there in the, in the yep. waters, but. That's not a great reputation to have either. Nope. So. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they got to do what they got to do, I guess. Um, imagine if they were, like, enriched in some way. Um, like, we would really be, I w- we would know those, understand. We would know those books. We would know those movies that they would make. Right. Right. Uh, right now, they can't afford to make a movie, probably. Honestly. No. Why would they even try? Where they can't feed themselves or whatever. I mean, I'm not. I'm just assuming there. I don't know about Somalia. I know there's not a great, uh, like a great as in like rich, uh, country. Yeah. And um, yeah, I know that for sure. And it's uh, imagine how much more we wouldn't know if they were, right? That, you know, as uh, as solvent as France or Luxembourg or something. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Uh, did we? I don't know if we two tangents like away from the movie but like i don't know what else to say about the movie i guess because i immediately want to talk about the bigger things and outside things but yeah yeah it's a, it's I, mean, a good I, think movie. I think the movie brings up the questions though, so it's not a big deal yeah right the topic yeah. itself anyway right yeah no yeah for sure mm-hmm. especially me lately i've been reading a lot of like um stuff that's been happening in the 80s and like, oh okay the, something with the south american sandinistas and the contras and uh, been reading about that lately, and it's, so it's in my head. Lately. Yeah, it's very recent stuff for me. Anyway, but anything else on this movie? Mm, no. Cool. All right, we're gonna. Yeah, that was a long review, actually. Even though we talk not about the movie always. Anyway, um, that is it for our show and for Black Hawk Down and for our show. So you have been listening to another movie podcast this whole time. Don't forget to check our website, otherpodcast.com again. Um, or iTunes review us. That would be great too. Now, if you want to follow me on Letterboxd or on Twitter, 
personally, you can do so at Armin Filmmaker, which is a filmmaker with A R M E N. And Roth can find, um, can find you. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Don Rafael, underscore between the Rafael. And then mm-hmm. uh, you can follow me on Twitch at Sue Trauma. Yes. Yeah. Sue Trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, we are a bi weekly show, even though Under the Wire is fuck lately. Um, we should talk about that soon, actually. Um, anyway, uh, we are a bi weekly show. So next time I'm picking the movies, we're going to review movies of course uh one of them is going to be for sure malignant i'm curious about it i want to okay. see that it is currently in theaters as well as hbo max okay perfect um yep and i have decided because i looked at the list of upcoming movies and uh, i didn't go through every streaming service there's so many and not all of them have also a new release or whatever so i decided to go in- instead for pig the movie that stars nicholas cage which I already have for you. It's available to rent and buy, or maybe just rent, but either way, you can on, on VOD or anything, or on iTunes, whatever. You can get it there. Now, for the 20th anniversary pick of mine, uh, this was definitely hard. There's a lot of good ones, and um, so many different types of options for different types of feelings. And um, ultimately, I think I came down to there was three like personal choices mm-hmm. and it's just not just better to go personally. Um, I decided to go with strange one. Uh, it's going to be ghost world. Hmm. 20 years ago today, well, not today, but this year, 20 years ago, uh, ghost world came out in 2001. So yeah. And this is, uh, you know, speaking of like, you know, nine 11 and all that, uh, the, our last gasp of secure, security breaches and stuff like yeah this is uh ghost world is a great movie that shows us like our bit of our innocence right before the the hammer drops on 9-11 you know so like <laughs> that does that for me too so i'm gonna check out ghost world so anyway check that movie out in time and until then i am oscar i am ralph see you later Hey, we, this is so weird. Do me a favor and just zing me. Just get me. Fine. How about you go suck a turd? <laughs> Ew, writing is so bad. <laughs> <laughs>